0: Hello there, welcome to Let's Talk, your one-stop pod for all things pop culture. Uh, Stu and Rory with you again for the second time this week, you lucky, lucky people. Um, we're going to be doing our Avengers Endgame review. Uh, it's a little bit quicker than we normally do a review, but we're far too excited to sit on this, aren't we? So we wanted to, to get this out the way really quickly so we can try and capitalise on some of the incredible hype surrounding this.
1: Yeah, I mean... The hype hasn't passed, don't get me wrong, but I've probably never seen a film that this many people have seen um, and have also seen like a week ago. Do you know what I mean? I've never known a film, and this feels like this was months ago now. And I know that sounds crazy. I've seen this film twice in the space of like three days last week, and it feels like that was weeks and weeks ago. I think it's because Game of Thrones... And Liverpool, not talking about that. But I think Game of Thrones has certainly kind of um, been our focus. Obviously, we did a huge podcast on yeah. that, like our longest ever podcast on that. Um, and it was such a huge, monumental kind of occasion. Um, and it's not remotely overshadowed this, because there's a hell of a lot to talk about in this, this film, this incredible film. Um, but it just feels like wow almost overwhelmed by pop culture at the minute i must admit it's like almost jaded by the actual sheer spectacle of what we've been watching the last
0: week yeah it, it it's been a hell of a week hasn't it for it's been a hell of for, a week. for people like us who i think it's live been the week, stuff.
1: the week for us i would say in terms of every time we've done these kind of podcasts i mean the I remember the fallout from Infinity War and I mean my reaction obviously to films like Logan was huge um, and Black Panther actually which I loved doing that review of that film because um, that, that that did feel momentous do you know what I mean? I yeah. know Captain Marvel had a certain amount of weight behind it but I think Black Panther last year felt along with Infinity War like two of the biggest kind of cultural events we've had in a decade yeah. um, and then along comes this and I mean you were just looking before we came on air. It's what, 1.6 billion in a week?
0: In a week. I mean, which it's is 1.2 insane. billion
1: in four days. And I, and I honestly, for the life of me, cannot fathom how many cinemas, how many showings... Because we're, A, we're talking about it's a three-hour film, which means it's not like it's 90 minutes and it's running. Do you know what I mean? like 12 times a day it's yeah. three hours long so there's only so many times you can play it um
0: well there's been some cinema in America small
1: screens 3d imaxs uh, the, the 4d stuff you know absolutely every showing in every cinema bar like one or two other films is this do you know what I mean it's it's mental
0: well some some cinemas in America. Oh, change their hours. hours to twenty-four yeah. hours because it was the only way they could cope with the with the demand. And oh, God, I forgot about they... the
1: demand. Do you remember trying to get tickets for this? Yeah, <laughs> it's I, the I hardest thing never, I've ever got
0: tickets for. I have never in my life had to wait in an automated queue to buy cinema tickets, I've done it for gig tickets and I've done it oh, for like theatre tickets that's yeah. fine but I have never but, but in my life had gig tickets are to so wait.
1: different as well I know people go crazy for things like Glastonbury tickets um, but gig tickets are really hard to get hold of now but you're talking gig tickets are usually one, maybe two nights, uh, maybe a few more but usually one or two nights of, of, of 10,000 people in one, one venue if you're talking a big venue you know, this was just trying to get a seat you know, for, for one screening in a cinema, and that they're, they're showing the film, I don't know, 20 times or 50 times a day, maybe in different screens across yeah. the It was just absolute carnage. I've never known anything like it. Um, the hype around this film has been truly astonishing, hasn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, the build up to this is the build up, the biggest build up to any film that's ever existed. Uh, you know, you can't look at it any other way. Um, and they are doing a heavy marketing run of it. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, you've seen all the, all the major actors um, on loads of shows in the States. Um, lots of really entertaining things. Uh, lots of really good marketing. We've obviously talked about trailers before we came, you know, uh, in the lead up to this. But this film, I think even if you just pitched it with just the name Avengers Endgame on a poster and nothing else, it would still surpass... Some expectations, you know, in terms of the numbers it's been doing, it it is just the most hyped film I've probably ever come across in our in our lifetime. You know, and,
0: and the reason why it was obviously so so hyped up is because it was the halfway point. That that's why you and I yeah. said we we couldn't rank this or Infinity Struggled War to. because yeah. it did. It was like stopping halfway through a film and then going well, how good was it? It, You know, you you, you couldn't do it. And the Infinity War was the the Thanos-heavy heist film, and this was the back-to-grassroots second part, take away all the extra people, get it back down to the original six Avengers, where it all began, and see what they can do from there. And then, of course, it, it just got... So, so huge from there. I mean, we'll, we'll try as best we can to to go through all the various bits. You've seen it twice. Sadly, I've only seen it once. I'm going seeing it again on Saturday. And then you and I said we're probably going to go and see it again in a week or 2 do didn't we? Because yeah, i definitely th- feels it, like a one I think I want in a couple of one.
1: weeks' time, maybe when things have calmed down a little bit and. You know, it's one of those where I think I want some time to reflect on it now. I mean, you are obviously seen it the second time. I've seen it twice. The um, second time uh, was quite interesting because it was with my little boy and his perception of films is obviously very different to mine. Um He's only eight years old. And this is a three-hour film and he was extremely good and very patient throughout it. But I think for him, Infinity War would top it because it's more what he expects from an MCU film, do you know what I mean? It's quite a funny thing, this, because coming into this, you've got this sequence, which we will talk about at length, you know, that moment. Um, But, and obviously, just to put this out there, this is a review, this is massive spoilers of the whole film. Um, If you manage to avoid spoilers ahead of uh, Endgame at the cinema, well done, because people posted them everywhere but you know luckily we both did and had nothing ruined for us um and i've known some people successfully navigate even a few days (laughs) and stuff which is quite remarkable um but like his expectation going in was probably more of a straight action film and and maybe less you know because of what happened in infinity war yeah i think what we both discussed going into this was maybe multiple battles with thanos you know, where they would lose again and have to think of a different approach. And this film, within the first 20 minutes, completely spun everything on its head um, because, I mean, there's lot lots to kind of unravel, but, you know, in terms of just the overview, um, they defeated Thanos, as, as they thought, in, in anger, and bitterness, Thor lopped off his head. Um But they could only do that because he fulfilled his wish he'd he'd done what he wanted to do with a snap he was at peace he used the stones again to destroy the stones and that second time almost killed him i mean we had that great shot when they they go up to his his kind of farm planet and you know he's limping along stumbling upstairs you know barely existing um, and at that point, he knows he's fulfilled what he needed to do. He doesn't care about surviving about anything else. His one goal he achieved. And ultimately, that then at that point in the film, you think they failed. So what's next? You know. But I didn't expect, I thought there'd be a battle. I thought he would win again. Do you know what I mean? That's what we talked about. But it wasn't that. It was, he was gone. And then we jumped to five years. And it was like, holy shit, this is... This is different to what I'd anticipated anyway.
0: Yeah, snap. I I, I didn't see them going straight to no. Thanos like that. I, I, I don't know what I expected because all I know is when I went in straight away as soon as it started I was really surprised at the pace at which it started. I thought with them having three hours even though there was a lot of story to tell I thought it was going to Take a little bit longer before they threw Thanos back into the mix. I thought it would be a lot more on Earth, a lot more <laughs> dealing with things before you know they they get back into the whole. Oh well, what should we go and do? And he Thanos had some brilliant lines again when he's goading them all about. You know, you failed. So what do you do? You come back to me.
1: Yeah, and I know. It,
0: the bit where where Thor actually cut his head off, I was really surprised. But you could see why he did it. I mean, it was almost—it felt like it was supposed to be catharsis for him. Whereas, you know, of course, you should have gone for the head. Yeah, well, I went for the head this time, and that should have made him feel better. But if anything, it's just made him feel even more, even more useless. Yes. Because Thor's Thor had one of one of the best angles in the whole the whole arc, not just this one film, but across Infinity War as well, and going uh, back I think to Ragnarok. He... You know, he's, I come, think, he's I think across those three, now. Yeah, and he, he I accepts think him, Iron Man he, and Tony. Yeah, he's so. got the powers within him. He always thought it came from the hammer. He learns that he is the God of Thunder and that Mjolnir was just to channel it. And then he has his huge arc in, in Infinity War where he, he withstands the, the power of a, of a dwarf star or a, a sun going through him for a couple of minutes and he's okay. And then he arrives in Wakanda and he takes... Tens of thousands of the outriders out, just him and um, um, Stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah. And then he still, after all that, he isn't able to kill the bad guy. And then he takes it so badly that he goes into a a real depression spiral and probably some element of PTSD where he cannot come to terms with the fact. That he and he isn't solely responsible, but to him he is because I'm the god of thunder. I had He's, that shot. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean, uh, we we will we'll come back to him a little bit, I think, because um oh, Christ, there's a lot to cover in this film. Let's be honest. Um But he he for me had one of the most. I think he was the most significant character in Infinity War. I, I think he was given the most to do on the back of. Ragnarok, where, you know, he was supposed to fill a certain amount of prophecy and destiny. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing, where he's stepping to the fore and out of his father's shadow and all that kind of stuff. Um But Hemsworth has been immaculate. I mean, the fact that he was so ver- at home doing all the comedy that Taika brought to the, um, to the film, to, to Ragnarok itself, and he brought that into Infinity War, but he did that by an incredible thing where he could just flick from being supremely confident and, and comedic and funny um, and really heartfelt to, to just being really somber and really depressed. And it's like, Christ, this guy's, we, we said that when we talked about Infinity War, the, the, the sequence with him and Rocket, where he's saying who he's lost, um, was pretty tough to take actually, because he, he's been through as much as anyone, if not more in the whole MCU. Yeah. Um, And, you know, after Infinity War, he'd lost his brother, his mom, his dad, his sister, who he didn't really know, but, you know, it was still affecting of him. And then, come the end of Infinity War, he failed at what he wanted to do. Um, So, yeah, you're right. His arc was probably the most powerful in Infinity War and coming into this. And they really gave it probably the most clever anti-Thor depiction that we
0: expected. Do you know what I mean? It it was genius. A a lot of people Um, seem to have taken offence with the way that they've built him up and then brought him crumbling back down. But if anything, I like it even more. I think it shows, even though he's a pure Asgardian, he's always had a human streak about him. Yes. Probably because the amount of time he spent on and around Earth. And he's obviously picked up on it's like he's picked up a guilt he was not solely responsible for what happened because everyone else was there and any one of them you know rogers could have you know done something they could have stolen the infinity gauntlet scarlet um scarlet witch could have ripped his molecules apart any one of them could have gone oh well i should have done better and it's telling of his character that he takes that on maybe that's Part of the new Thor, but maybe it's also part of the old childish immature Thor where he wasn't able to separate his emotions from, you know, like reality from fiction. It's nice that he cares so much, but it's not his fault because there was how many thousands of other people in Wakanda at that exact moment and it, the, the, we, we're obviously skipping around, but we're known well, I, for our bloody tangents, we, we are, and it's hard we not. We are to... skipping
1: around, and I think that we could do this in a typical structure of act by act and play by play,
0: but which that, we will, that's we just will not work how we think.
1: No, but I think the good thing to do is kind of main, mainly focus on our key six characters and talk about, you know, the original Avengers and how they played out in this film, and then we can kind of get into the other plot points and other characters and. Jesus, we could talk for six hours, but we're not
0: going to. Um, well, I, I definitely it, got one of my predictions right when I said that it was Captain Marvel who would um, rescue Tony from space.
1: Yeah, I think we both said that. We, we hinted, well, we didn't hint, but we said that it would have been kind of interesting if Pepper had done it, but in in what capacity could she suddenly learn where they are? Do you know what I mean? Would there be a beacon? Would there be some form of something?
0: Um, It seems to have been a bit open-ended, but one of the theories I've seen, which is what I actually subscribe to, we know that Carol arrived on Earth very soon after the snap, whether it was, you know, hours or days. And she was at the Avengers base, and she, of course, said, where's Fury? And I I assume, rightly or wrongly, and I like the fact that it's a little bit open-ended, because with these things, you need to interpret, you know, You can't be spoon-fed everything. They
1: can't spoon-feed you everything. I mean, to three-hour film, they can't give you
0: everything. That's the thing. If they give you everything, it easily would have been four and a half, five hours. And I just assume that one of the people who was back on Earth has said, you know, they were going to such and such. You know, they were out in space, or they specifically they were out in Titan, or they were in a certain quadrant of space, and she's gone and found them, because she can't have just stumbled across them randomly, because that's a a bit impossible, but... It it was nice to see it, and visually, the way it was done. I mean, you obviously had Tony just well, Tony just completely completely broken.
1: broken. Tony and Nebula had a, a pretty wonderful scene together where they're playing some form of American football by flicking something tinfoil yeah <laughs> Just, little
0: tinfoil triangles
1: it, it was the perfect moment for nebula because she is i mean
0: she's so dry isn't she which works karen with-
1: gillan doesn't get enough we've not even given her enough credit i don't think we have talked about her a lot in the past don't get me wrong but she plays nebula i mean so extraordinarily well because she's playing her so deadpan do you know what i mean so straight but she's got a certain amount of humanity that just sneaks out every now and again. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just so well done. And, and, and I that's know just from her time with the, the guardians,
0: comics. isn't it? They, they've slowly just been able to pull like a little tiny bit of personality out of her when she was so mechanical, no pun intended. Yeah. And they've just managed to unearth she's, a little bit of the humanity that you She's one
1: in of her. my favorite characters in the MCU, by, by quite a margin. Actually, she, she's come, on such a significant amount. I mean, Karen Gillen is, you know, nobody knows who she is under that. I mean, they obviously she's quite a famous actress now, um, and she's done a lot of great things, and people do know what she looks like. But you know, she goes through as much makeup and rigmarole as anybody in 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 that. Um, in oh, not she's pro-
0: she's probably the most because I've seen the behind oh yeah behind the scenes of. Um... Zoe Saldana getting the the Gomorrah well Karen Gillan's got all that plus all the extra prosthetics
1: and they do, I mean they do such a wonderful job of it, she she just looks incredible Um, but that little moment, and, and there's a few redeeming arcs for her where she's suddenly starting to show some humanity um, the bit where wishing, she sits
0: him in the chair and she covers yeah. him up and he's like it... <laughs> She obviously didn't know they were going to be rescued, but it just seems like a case of if he's going to die, he can at least die in a, in a, in this window, staring out into the you know the beautiful space rather than just curled up on the floor like
1: yeah you know like two, a mangy animal. Tony. I mean, I don't know whether Robert Downey Jr. I mean he he is looking older. Um, there's no two ways about it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously he's in his fifties, isn't he? At least at this stage, yeah. I'd say. Um, and he is looking his age. Um, but he was looking really gaunt in this, really um, like he'd lost a purposeful amount of weight at the beginning of the film because he didn't look healthy. Um,
0: I, I'm not sure if he lost that or if maybe they've just used CG to take a few possibly. pounds off him. Yeah, But I he mean, looked... It sequence, reminded me of Christian Bale from The Machinist.
1: I was, I he was, was looking say, a bit it was very ritty, wasn't uh, Yeah, The Machinist, he's done a couple of other films. Obviously, Bale, crazy. He bounces... He did Dick, Dick Cheney in Vice last year where he put on about five stone and then he'll bounce back to doing something where he weighs about four and a half stone. He's an absolute madman. But yeah, he did look really almost ill. And I know it was purposeful, but um, it was really effective because when he came down to Earth, I mean, as I said, Captain Marvel gave them hope and and. And they were kind of gearing up to battle again because Cap mid shave everything starts shaking and they obviously it's Captain Marvel bringing the ship back to Earth. A and nice that, that itself with was Pepper. a yeah. that
0: was a nice little misdirect from the trailers, wasn't it? Because everybody said when you saw them coming outside the Avengers facility, there was a huge Thanos conspicuous void. Back. Yeah, and people said it's either Captain Marvel coming or it's the. Um, the ship coming back down, which of course it was both of those, or was it Thanos or some other kind of alien ship landing? I I think a lot of people predicted
1: that the Avengers facility had a battle at one stage in the film, but I think what everyone maybe wrongly thought it was maybe Thanos going to finish them off early in the film. Do you know what I mean? And them losing and then having to regroup and go again. And obviously that's not how it played out. Um, His sequence with Cap was really powerful. You know, where he basically well he calls him a liar.
0: You know, It and... actually looked like they genuinely hated each other. The bit when he rips the arc reactor out and he gives it to him and he says, you know, if this happens you put this on and you run. Yeah. He looked like he was trembling, he he looked like he was he was shaking and it, it that all goes back now. To Age of Ultron, you know he's obviously yeah. having flashbacks from yeah, that vision he said, that he, he saw. Yeah, he said, "I've
1: told you all about getting a, a, was it a shield around the world or you know something to protect? A suit us. of
0: armor around the world. Yeah, suit of
1: armor around the world. Apologies. Yeah, and and it's, but you know I think even, oh no, it was Cap that spoke up and said, but but that we know how that went down or you know that failed. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it was interesting actually because I. So when they were at the lowest, it might be quick reunions, go again. But they even strained their relationship more. Do you know what I mean? And it was a really bold move, and it felt like you said it felt genuine. You know, it was it was really powerful, and it did surprise me. Like like I, I mean, I could we could talk about this film all day, but what it genuinely did was surprise me. The the approach to this film was such a heavy burden on 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 story, on, on narrative and on script, that you're like wow, I know Avengers and, and MCU films have done this before but normally they follow a quite strict structure of action at every interval do you know what I mean? It, it's a free act kind of structure where there's a battle and then there's a villain and then there's another villain you know, it's it's normally a little bit more conventional um, and this film was anything but conventional it was, it was a real free act structure um but it was the first act went on for obviously much longer than we would normally get it was a full hour of 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 kind of demoralizing despair you know of, of feeling like they've lost you know and, and they literally have they've lost half the world um but you got that sense of it and it was so cleverly done that the flick to five years later is a long time. I think there's a lot of speculation. It might be a year or two. Do you know what I mean? But five years of nothing and you know lack of hope and giving up and and you know wh- where is at that point? Tony's actually moved on. He's created a life for himself, and so that's really did do different things in this this movie that in the first act really set up something very special as, as as we're obviously talking about it was so unexpected but it, it made for such a powerful end to the film because you you know we know what they lost in infinity war we saw them disappearing but that emotion you know they disappeared into dust you know they accept except the spider, spider situation where it was really heartfelt and everyone really felt it. Um, and that was obviously a lot of it was improvised, as we've said, or not scripted until they kind of tweaked it and worked on it. Um, we didn't really get the sense of, of how defeated they were. And I think the first hour of this film really just brought it down to earth. You know, those, those long shots out over... Over the Hudson, you know, and and just everything looking so bleak and so sparse.
0: Yeah, there was and the the stuff with Paul Rudd. It was like a five and, years um, later. and then the uh, uh, baseball stadium and everything. It looked it looked, yeah, it looked Mets, more like a yeah. zombie, like a a zombie film, didn't? It? Well, everything was all I, and apocalyptic. I was saying the
1: Paul Rudd se- sequence isn't that dissimilar from when he um, Andrew Lincoln wakes up in in The Walking Dead, or, yeah. or twenty eight days later when Killian Murphy wakes up. Um, it it's a sequence of going. Where the hell is everyone? What the hell's happened? You know, and there was a couple of smart lines in that. I must admit, when Cap comes back to the Avengers facility and speaks to Black Widow and says he saw a, a, a pod of, of whales over the Hudson because there's less pollution, and there's less ships. That was almost a nod to Thanos to say, "You
0: actually, weren't wrong."
1: A little, a little bit, and not saying what you know, but it was, a, it was a little bit of a nod to his idea in a very minor way because his, his idea involved mass genocide, but it was a, it was a sense of, it was, you know, there was a couple of moments like that that were really quite cleverly done. Um, and the sequence when Cap is a, is obviously a grief counselor, very much taken on the mantle that Falcon did in the winter soldier. Um, and we had two, a nice throwback,
0: two big cameos in there. We did. Yeah, um, Joe Russo, um, obviously one of the two the directors. Spoke.
1: Yeah, spoke the most.
0: Um, and I can't remember the name of the. Um, it was a comic book. Jim was it Starlin, Thanos creator. It was Jim yeah. Starlin who was one of the guys who um, created Thanos, and I think he did yeah. some of the other. Um,
1: oh, he's, he's, Cod- he's significantly involved in some of the. Yeah.
0: I think he might have been involved with um, uh, Adam Warlock, maybe. Ru- um, Rus-
1: Russo can act.
0: He, um, he did oh he actually uh captain marvel adam warlock thanos drax gamora um and he he was also involved with creating dark side and some of the jack kirby stuff for dc so he's definitely in that cosmic um headspace of comic creators and it's nice to see the they do things like that because you imagine he must have been really psyched to be involved
1: yeah.
0: in in something like that and again apologies for the fact that we're skipping all around the place we have the bit where there's okay. almost like that that council meeting that the black widow is is holding and you've got everyone's been posted around the world and captain marvel has been sent off so she's patrolling like 90% of the universe because she's pretty much the only one that can travel like that because rockets yeah. out there but he can only do it with a ship Carney whereas she yeah. can just go wherever she wants and she has to remind them All the stuff that's happening on Earth is happening everywhere in the entire cosmos, in the entire galaxy, whatever the biggest measurement is. And she's one of the only people that can really get out there and help people. And that a lot of people have criticized, oh, well, Captain Marvel, you know, she's so super powerful. Why wasn't she in the film more? And to me, that line that she or that little moment that she has, that's them explaining to the to the the. Uh, the audience why she's yeah, not yeah there was in a it.
1: lot of you know this world has got you you know uh, it, it, but the rest of the world is in the same situation and she's the one guardian of the rest of the world at this point Do you know basically what I mean? I mean, yeah. guardians guardians don't exist anymore at this point except rocket and nebula um so yeah and obviously there's um a who's looking after wakanda the the ish hint in there um, that I've read and, and obviously heard, is, you know, when she talks about an earthquake under the sea? Yeah. They're, they're setting up for the more, the, you know, the sub Yeah, supposedly.
0: Where, it's complicated because...
1: They, they don't have the rights, but they no, do have they the book esque rights where he can appear in a film like Black Panther 2, for instance.
0: Yeah, that, but it, it's also... They, it's not a they, solo movie. Yeah. They, they couldn't have put it in in the way that... People, it, it couldn't have been as obvious. It's one of them. It probably isn't a tip of the hat to it, but it feels like it, and that it it, does
1: feel like it.
0: And that that's enough for me. Just a little nod of, yeah, we might, you know, one day get to doing that. I mean, I'm not that fussed. Well, I've never really been a big fan of Namor, but it would be nice to see them. does look like a very
1: Aquaman light basically.
0: Well, that's my take on it. But whenever I mention that, people tell me that I'm wrong in a thousand different ways. But to me, he's basically just a shit Aquaman with wings on his feet. But hey, yeah. the, the major reason he supposedly would be interesting is because he flits between hero, anti-hero and villain. And he's actually had a bit of a back and forth with Black Panther. And it's been that's theorized think... that he could maybe come yeah. about in in a third Black Panther film. But that's, that's a whole different issue. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, we see Tony. Of all the people to have fallen into the life, you know, the perfect idyllic life, living in a cabin out in the woods next to a lake, you would never have assumed that it would be Tony and, to, and to do that. And this is why
1: you've got to remember, as you perfectly said it there. What's the the famous line? Is millionaire, th- millionaire, philanthropist. playboy,
0: philanthropist.
1: Exactly, and he he wasn't the committed type. And there's obviously been moments with Pepper um end of homecoming where he said we'll do an engagement on stage instead, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um where they've they've hinted at it and obviously in Infinity War he, he said he had the dream where she had a had a baby, didn't he, and stuff like that. So they've yeah. talked about having that life together. But you could never really see it because he was always, as you said, so preoccupied with being Tony Stark, with being in the forefront of everything else and in the limelight. And then, if not that, he was being Iron Man, you know, so it you couldn't ever see that life for him, and what this this gave him was the reason to quit doing all of that and to go off live his life. There were some wonderful moments. It I kind of, it, it, it threw me because I thought he was off to feed the chickens or something <laughs> at one point. He was rocking around with some food and, and stuff in the back garden. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough.
0: And then you realise, no, it's his daughter. Um, I, w- I was thinking he was looking for a dog or something. Yeah. Because he, 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 it was very, very out of character for, for him was. to have done that. And you can tell that what happened in Age of Ultron, he's had that in his head for years The idea that one day the Avengers will be decimated and something horrific is going to happen. And then for it to actually happen, and it's obviously rocked him to his core and gone, you know what? I was spared by the snap. You know, I had a 50-50 chance of going. I've been spared. I am not putting myself in that position again. I've put everyone else ahead of me. You know, I've put myself ahead of everyone else and then I was putting the world ahead of me. Well, yeah. now I'm gonna try and just do all the things that I haven't done. And what Cap had told him in the past to do, you know, to have a you know to, to to get a life to to be a normal person, to just slow down. And yeah, that's what he wanted to do with the Ultron initiative. He wanted a suit of armour around the world. So yeah. for a good few years now, in reality by now you'd pro- in in actual sort of time you'd be saying what seven or eight years he's been trying you know including the five-year time gap he's been wanting to end the avengers he didn't want them to only ever be the the last line of defense and it's taken a cataclysmic event to really really drive that home but even when he's living the idyllic life he's got the wife he's got the the kid he, he can't turn off that part of his brain that always wants to answer the unanswerable questions and of course in this case it's time travel yeah
1: it is uh, just before we kind of go on to that i think the, the moments with his daughter are really profound they feel as genuine as anything in the whole film um i think she for a very young actress um was actually very effective and he was just everything he did was felt real um i mean i know you're very recent parent I've got a daughter who's slightly older than that but very similar age um and it 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 felt as genuine as it as it possibly could and it was it was really kind of heartfelt and it was it was just kind of crazy to see as you said you know Tony in that situation in a cabin washing plates it's the no one thing bins. we've
0: never really seen of him even when he's been with pepper. He's always, the had the bra- he's always just... had the bravado, hasn't he? He's always been Tony Stark, you know, oh, he he's always been a Iron Man. He
1: would have had a robot to do the bloody chores for him. Do you know I'm what surprised I
0: could... he didn't have one of those, um, one of his little automated robots, you know, wow, the little I one-handed to see guys.
1: Just one-handed guy just picking up the plates. That would have been
0: absolutely brilliant. <laughs> covered in rust, covered in like <laughs> crayons where Morgan's been drawing all over him, but still one little remnant. But of course we realise the remnants from his former life is the garage, because we oh, see yeah. Morgan holding the the rescue armour, the armour that he's built for Pepper, and he's joking, oh, mummy mom, yeah. never um, wears the things Where's that I... Wears
1: the things I buy. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: some lovely moments. Obviously, I love you 3,000. Oh, um, that, the... that's just going to become a cult thing now. It, it already is, has yeah. been. It's already become a meme in itself. I love you 3,000. Yeah. I was
1: going to put out, like, just after I watched it, I was going to put out some random spoilers, like pictures of tacos, and a picture of Andre 3000 from OutKast and all this kind of stuff. But I just thought, no, nothing spoiler related in any instance when he comes to Endgame or Game of Thrones for at least a good period of time. Um, it was it was really moving. And obviously there was a really quite funny moment where he says, he says, shit, because he discovered it. And shit, yeah.
0: it. <laughs> and it's
1: like, what's on your mind? And he's like, popsicles. Yeah, that was on my mind too, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, it was it was nice. It was really nice. And he you know, when he puts her to bed and says tell me a bedtime story, and he he tells this story in four words and then says, If you don't go to sleep, I'm gonna sell all your toys and then closes the door. Yeah. Just
0: thought, it was just pure Tony was and it even when he's, he's been the tony, even but... when he's been the doting father, he's still Tony Stark at the end of the day. Yeah and it, it's I, just I, I... Robert Downey Jr. he's able to flick a switch and go from Heartfelt, want to cry your eyes out to make your side split without even thinking about it. He's just no. We've said it so many times and will do going forward. Nobody has ever encapsulated a character in the way that Robert Downey Jr. has has encapsulated Tony Stark. They they are one and the, funny one thing and is, the same.
1: If, if as you said, nobody ever has. But the other ones that come close are probably in the MCU. I yeah, mean, you look
0: you know, at you look at Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and
1: yeah, those two in particular. I think Ruffalo gets an undeserved amount of you. You do need to give him credit for how fantastic he is as as both Banner and Hulk. I think he's especially grown into Hulk. I think, and we'll, we'll talk about him um in this film i think he was the perfect mix of the the two actually in terms of his demeanor and his style
0: well he Um, was my next point because i I think that was either after this bit or just before it.
1: well i mean we so we what from a from a a plot point of view and a narrative point of view um obviously cap arrives with black widow and and an ant-man ant-man discovering that for him, it's five hours. For for everyone else, it's been five years. Um, and with that a nice gives little cameo potential... from Ken Jeong. Yes. Who, um, of course,
0: worked with the Russos on uh, Community.
1: The, yeah, the Russos, obviously, Arrested Development, Community, um, lots of B-movies. You know, When you look at them, and I think we do have to talk about them in detail, um, but Christ, there's too much to talk about. This is going to be maybe two podcasts eventually. But the Russos have done such an incredible job They took off, took the mantle off off Josh Whedon, who, who kind of left a little bit in a bad way after Age of Ultron, not not quite happy with it, and maybe Marvel weren't quite happy with it. I mean, I think that's quite unfair, as we've said. I think he's being particularly harsh on himself. But you know, when the Russos came on, they brought something new. It it wasn't the right relationship, was it? It had worked for the first
0: Avengers, but it obviously marvel and disney were changing their way of doing things and And the he russo's didn't want are probably to...
1: the most collaborative of directors out there
0: Do you know oh, well, they work well, so well, what closely you think?
1: together but obviously they work so closely with everyone else and well I you, think... you
0: look at the fact that every other every other of the the recent major directors especially james gunn and taika waititi they yeah. get brought in in consulting roles and he says right You've regenerated Thor. We want you to sit with us and make sure we do Thor the way you like it. And they bounce off the characters a lot as well. The actors,
1: you know, it's it's
0: very... Scott Derrickson, is it, that did Doctor Strange? I think he was involved as well. Basically, anyone that has helped shape the MCU, they bring them in and say, right, help us keep it true to what you've done. Because they accept when they're doing an Avengers film, They've got to be collaborative. They can't have an Avengers film and go, right, this is our film now. It's not. Thor is Taika's. You know, Scott Derrickson has Doctor Strange. Ryan Coogler yeah. has got Black Panther. They've got Coogler to keep those was, visions was heavily consistent. heavily involved
1: in Infinity War because there was a big section of it in Wakanda.
0: Yeah, um, and they wanted and... to make sure that it looked the same, it sounded the same, the music, the costumes, well, look, it all it had feels to be consistent. The same. I
1: think we've said that with MCU when we talked about it. It, it feels a certain way. Do you know what I mean? It, it's more, especially Wakanda, for instance. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's different. It's got such a different feel to it. I know the music is such a big part of that and the visuals, but um, it's so clever how they get that sense of it, you know, across on the screen. And I think what they do in this film is, is obviously they combine such incredible effects and, and everything that goes along with that. And they have massively evolved as directors in terms of getting these fight scenes of this scale and this magnitude to look and feel so realistic and and it, it, as, as best they can do you know what i mean it's there's so much going on but each each character it's not a blur you know i think it there's not a mess behind each character as we mentioned when we talked about game of thrones recently it's the attention to detail and i think there's no directors right now that can do something on this scale i mean no one's done it before um, and they, they, the attention to detail they, they, provide, you know, provide is just astonishing. And, and just more than that, their character development and work with characters, and, and work with the narrative to make the characters more significant, more poignant, more, you know, the character beats are just perfectly done in this, and they were perfectly done in Winter Soldier, in Civil War, in Infinity War. Their track record is now just incredible. And what they're going to do next is they are retiring from marvel which is a, a great loss for us but yeah. they are also then encouraging other directors and actors to to you know bring out their projects like like people have they said you know in an interview recently that steven Soderbergh saw one of their indie films at Cannes or over or a smaller film festival maybe toronto or something and and, and back them when no one else did and i think they're wanting to do the same for the industry and i think that's still that's no bad thing for me. They've given as much as they can possibly give. Um,
0: it's going to be uh, weird though, isn't it, going forward, not having, n- knowing th- that think, whatever happens next in the Avengers franchise, well, they probably won't ever be back at the helm. No, that's no, going to be strange. I, they'll,
1: never be, they'll never be back. Um, I think that's fair to say. Um, it's obviously a lot of their life. Um, they're not that young either, you know. It's not for them. It's not something they're an up and coming. They're, they're very established. They've been in TV um, and and film work for thirty years or something. So yeah, I think they're not putting their feet up, but I think they're now encouraging others to to step into the mantle. And you know, Kugler's a, a young guy. Um, Derrickson is as well, actually. There's a, you know, there's some really talented
0: people because the way they work as well that i mean infinity war and endgame is the the amount of work they've put into it when you think that they're involved in the writing the pre-production the post-production and then all the shooting and the fact they did these two films back to back they started filming endgame two weeks after infinity war um finished shooting and then they had to stop the shooting of endgame to go and do all the the post-production of, of Infinity War. And then yeah. when they finished with that, it was right back to doing reshoots for Endgame. So they've been working on this overall project for years, almost nonstop. It, it must be like when a manager, you know, has a three or four year spell at a club, wins yeah. everything and then just says, you know what, I just need a break because they've put so much into it and they're yeah. so involved in every aspect of it. It's incredible. It's just a bit odd to know that it, they won't be there going forward. Yeah, they've been a safe bet, haven't they?
1: Yeah. As soon oh, as you,
0: the, as soon as, as soon as Winter Soldier, you and I said, give them whatever they want. Literally throw a book at you know an A to Z of Marvel. Wow. At we
1: them. we particularly talked about it after Civil War because. because
0: and just let knew... them do whatever they want. If they if there was a fucking Z list character that nobody had heard of in forty years, and they said, "Oh, that sounds interesting," you trust yeah. them to make it, you know. Yeah, we we 100% trusted them
1: to do that. I mean, I know we've had a Captain Marvel film leading up to this, but actually Brie Larson shot her um, endgame footage before she shot Captain Marvel, um, which is quite interesting. So they had to get the best out of her as an actress and her persona, which is testament to her because she's done this film, and she isn't in this a lot, don't get me wrong, but she's done this film as a fully developed character and then she's gone
0: to gone do backwards.
1: her own film and gone backwards. So yeah. it's quite, but they did exceptionally well to get her to just seamlessly fit in. Do you know what I mean? In such a big film. Um, and,
0: and especially so with such so a huge ensemble cast and a cast that by this point, they've all worked together before from exactly. Avengers and then yeah. going into Infinity War. And, and she presumably hasn't met most of them
1: no exactly and, and, and then and, and to be
0: to be jumping in like you said as a fully formed character, it's very very impressive,
1: but also it's it's smart that they didn't oversell her, I think yeah we, we had one question about um from from guy a good friend of ours, who said, um Captain Marvel had limited screen time because she's um overpowered, and that's a long term problem uh it's not a long term problem because they'll just give her the right villains to work with um I think it was the right move to give a limited amount of action, but you could still show that Thanos is as strong as anyone yeah. if you give him an opportunity because he is so strong and powerful um, and such a quick fighter for a big guy. Um,
0: and the key thing with this that, was, you know, as easy as it would have been to go, right, let's turn this into the Captain Marvel show, it needed to be about the original 6 it was all it was about the universe about coming six. back to square one back to yeah. the original avengers and it wouldn't it would have cheapened it if all of a sudden it was like right we need to go back to basics oh but we've got this badass space bitch let's just <laughs> let her sort everything out and she could but like you mentioned before she was also slightly distracted because she's got the entire rest of the universe to think about. She can't yeah. be focusing on all a her much efforts. Wider,
1: it's a much wider, you know, and Tony talks about it in this um, when uh, that's kind of skipping ahead, but um, in his will and testament talks about this kind of thing in his post post message and said, you know, if you told me there would have been not just a world of this, but, the, but a universe, do you know what I mean, of different galaxies and different worlds and different people you know, he wouldn't have believed it, you know, 10 years ago. And that was a very nice, obviously, skipping ahead, and we we welcome back to that, but um, kind of expression of, look where Marvel was 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Look where it came from 11 years ago. Apologies. You know, 22 films. Iron Man was, and it still remains one of the best films I've ever done. <laughs> you know, Iron Man itself as a standalone film is, is, is astonishing and timeless. Um, and he, he, as he said, as a character, just gave everything to that from minute one until until his last. But they, they really have gone, look, look at what we've achieved. Look at not just in terms of cinematic, but in terms of opening this comic landscape to all these characters, to all these different universes, to just educating people, masses of people, masses upon masses, about all of these characters that... And not necessarily like household names before this this came along, you know um, DC is the the more dominant of the comics it is, and it's got the more recognizable of not all you know Spider-Man aside, but you know we always talk about Batman and Superman, you know it's recognizable comic book figures over the decades over the years um, and they brought these characters like Iron Man and Captain America to the real four of pop culture, of of society, of of the culture we live in, and it's hard to look back and think what it would have been like all those years ago before this. And and you obviously being such a comic book fan since you were a kid, this is obviously what you dreamt about. I was always hoping for the big X-Men payoff, which we've kind of had and we kind of haven't, which is why I'm excited about what they do under Kevin Feige. Um, But for you, some of these characters... Being given the proper films that they you know potentially deserve, and, and it's it's quite a quite a prominent thing in our lives, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it, it it absolutely is. Um, to to try and get us slightly back on track after one of our patented <laughs> tangents. So um, we we have the the introduction now of they never really called him it, but it was Professor Hulk. As he's known from the comics. What,
1: what did you think? Because I, I, I loved it. I, I thought something. it
0: was hilarious. Yeah. Because it the, just this looked, film was loads of comedy
1: in this film, right? This is probably the one of the funniest films, or if not, had the most laugh out loud moments up there with Ragnarok and Guardians, probably Guardians too. Um, when he was dabbing and hulking out and say green to the camera and stuff, I just thought this is genius.
0: Yeah. It. It, it took me back a little bit because I didn't you think would. we were going to get that kind of introduction. I thought we'd get a slightly softer introduction. and we've Sorry, we've actually skipped over the whole Ant-Man thing where he comes out
1: yeah, absolutely
0: traumatized. <laughs> you know, walks into like a zombie apocalypse and then he finds his own name yeah. engraved on a plinth um, memorial. Realizes to his dead. daughter's
1: potentially still alive,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then he goes home. That was the first time that I teared up. I tear up. When he, had, that
1: point? Wow. when he when
0: he had that reunion with Cassie, I teared up at that. Maybe it's the bloody new father hormones I yeah, don't. Yeah, it but does but that,
1: mate. It does that, it, I'm it, it,
0: that. I didn't I didn't have a proper cry, but I was tearing up and I was choking up like, oh shit, shit, shit. It's like, oh, is it dusty in here? <laughs> and and that was of course all due to that rat who arguably was the real hero of the whole film. MVP. If, if it hadn't been for the rat... Then none of it would have happened. He never would have found out about the Doctor Strange world.
1: saw the rat. He knew the rat was coming.
0: Maybe Doctor Strange is the rat. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somehow when he got dusted, he came back. Maybe, as a rat. maybe don't he know.
1: kind of morphed Luis into the rat because we've didn't put <sighs> Luis in this film.
0: Yeah, I, no, I was ex- no, no I was Luis expecting... was
1: disappointing. I must admit
0: it was, but we made up for that with our other favourite side character. We, we we'll are very what a
1: side character or two.
0: Um, yeah so we 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 get professor hulk and then we we go off to to New Asgard which was nice because it was the exact spot where
1: you you called it as well kind of out to Scandinavia probably Norway yep. and it's in, the a, exact in a very spot idyllic fishing fishing territory and and we have our wonderful friend Tessa Thompson's valkyrie yeah in very casual fisherwoman's clothing
0: <laughs> being an absolute bitch as per usual as she's oh, best. but brilliant. it's the exact spot where the where thor and loki were talking to um odin's spirit because he had a one... great
1: song at that stage as well i must admit yeah i know it was that point sorry yeah but we had a couple of really good songs in this um that was i can't remember which track it was but it was great it really well went well with hulk and, Rocket just on the back of that little truck pooling a lot. Oh, yeah. I can't town. remember what it
0: was, but I was bloody singing along to it. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, and it looked hilarious because you could see the axle, the rear axle in the truck that they were in was like scraping on the floor because Hulk weighs about, you know, 10 tons or something because he's just yeah. pure bulk. And then, of course, we get to see overweight Thor living it up with Korg and Meek. Korg's complaining because this young kid's come along and called him a dickhead again.
1: Noob (laughs) Noob Master has come on the radio. Noob Master
0: 69.
1: Noob Master 69. And we've all dealt with a Noob Master 69. (laughs) If you've ever played Xbox when it was a Origin or maybe PlayStation Now, but I've had so many people calling me everything they might have called Korg at that moment in
0: time. It's the way he's almost crying because he's called him a dick.
1: He's like... He's like, Thor, Thor, he's doing it again, bro. He's doing it again. Doing it again. <laughs> just like, and then Thor has to go on and sort him out. <laughs> it's just the funniest moment. Chris Hemsworth looking full for the dude from, you know, which they, they reference, don't they, from yeah. Lebowski. They call him Lebowski. And just what does Rocket say? It says his stomachs look like melted ice cream or <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly it took me i laughed so hard at that moment in time and the whole screen had a really good audience first night um oh we did our oh,
0: me me and tom as you can imagine we were just in beside sense. ourselves at this because we always are with corg anyway but Korg, this it, it all powerful Korg rock is, creature crying because someone's called him the a dick as well yeah.
1: <laughs> and they're just sitting <laughs> there getting, the shirt, getting which is a moment isn't it yeah. and they're just getting wrecked, eating pizza complaining about the cable
0: and just playing um, fortnite
1: i just it was just genius man it was absolute genius and it was a nice um, change
0: of pace wasn't it because you've had all the somber all the real and then of course as soon as it changes to thor that's when the comedy comes in
1: yeah, and it was more comedy than you could ever have hoped for. I mean, yeah. it, And people were just, any moment he was on the screen, there was just spontaneous laughing in the cinema. People just didn't know, you know, Hemsworth is known, obviously Thor is known, but Hemsworth is known as being probably the fittest guy in Hollywood, you know, uh, along with Mamawa, but I think he's even in better shape than Mamawa. just g- keeping himself, he's just, he's a phenomenal athlete and does incredible amounts to get into shape for these films. And and then he's there with the gut, with the beard, with the scraggly hair, just completely not himself. And and there's a trigger point obviously when they mention Thanos and it turns him, do you know what I mean? But yeah. not enough to Commit until Rocket says we've got beer on the ship, and then he just agrees and to come even
0: along. even says, doesn't he's like, you know, we we don't talk about him or we don't mention him. And
1: yeah,
0: that that was a really again that was another nice moment where you could really see the the depths of of Thor's problems, where he he's not doing he's not doing what he's doing because he wants to. It's just a coping strategy because he is so depressed. He
1: just doesn't know how to exist. Outside he he, he can't doesn't believe know what
0: to that, do that he the god of thunder couldn't take down this guy and by the time he was able to do it it was too late because the damage had already been done.
1: Yeah that and point he said, I, I killed him and you know or, or he asked Korg who killed him and it was it was um he said the hammer didn't he and then he said well who was holding the hammer do you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing he He, he, he stole... needed that
0: self that that reassurance didn't
1: he? Yeah that's why he keeps Korg and Meek who was hilarious. Smashing on that, that pizza at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um just he needs them around, you know, just to keep him his morale. It's you know to keep I mean? his Obviously sanity as bit. well, isn't it? Because otherwise yeah.
0: you, you just know he'd be descending even further into his into his depression and who knows what he could have done. You know, he could have ended up going on a bloody rampage and trashing new Asgard. They're, yeah, could have gone
1: one or two ways. though I, I did wonder whether they, but they obviously went full Ronan on, 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 on Ronin, didn't they? On guy. Yeah. So he went the complete opposite way. Um, lost all of his family and just went on a murdering spree. Um, and
0: he was actually the next, the next major was. sort of plot point where that yeah. there's been there'd been hints about him, hadn't there? With um, when Nat was talking to to Cap about it.
1: Yeah, um, I think he he talked to Cat did he she talked to Roadie and she, and Rhodey said, Look, you know who it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know it's Clint or you know it's Barton. Um where and she asked where will he be next? Um the sequence is that was an incredible that that kicked up the action for the first time with that great sequence in Tokyo that they said it was Tokyo. Um which was just it was great straight out of a martial arts kind of film, wasn't it? It was a really Blade Runner esque sequence,
0: yeah, um,
1: and I loved his sword. I loved his fighting style. I don't know the name of the Japanese actor who he fights. He's a great swordsman. He's in Last Samurai and a couple of good films. I think he was in.
0: Ah, oh, he's been in a lot he of Hollywood in Westworld, films, he? wasn't he?
1: Uh, yes, I think yeah. he was in.
0: He was in the second he season was. of Westworld as the uh, he's the a man, really Samurai. Good
1: actor. He's he's quite established. He's done loads of good stuff, and it was nice for you know to see someone you know everyone who's in. Who's in these kind of films is is an established actor? Do you know what I mean? Is is an A list almost, or A or B list kind of
0: Hiroyuki actor from their own.
1: Yeah, he's been in loads of good stuff, um, and I loved that sequence. I thought it was brutal. You just it was quite violent, and it was quite shocking. It was very very shocking. They had to show the the depths he's gone to. Um, but in terms of then showing him slitting his throat almost, and, and the blood spill, and
0: yeah. yeah, that
1: was pretty violent for a for a Marvel film.
0: And it, it and they, was good to see because you could boundaries. understand his you yeah. could understand his logic. My family got dusted. Why did all of these scumbags get Some to family. live? So it's like yeah. he's trying to redress the balance of well, all of these people are allowed to live. Well, not anymore. And you get the feeling if if nobody stopped him, he could have killed tens of thousands of criminals across the world to try and sort of make himself feel better. Yeah. Um, I think
1: as much as he lost his family, I think he was just hunting down the barber that gave him that haircut. I thought
0: throughout looked the whole badass.
1: Game. I think in, in that moment it looked okay. It got progressively a bit weirder and a bit worse in some of the sequences. But um, but I thought as a character, they did a great job with him. Jeremy Renner really delivered in this.
0: Story, he really honestly. did. It was definitely, yeah. for me, it was definitely his best performance in the MCU. Because oh, I, I, I've, I I've never been does, a Hawkeye fan, but I loved no, him as Ronan. Really I thought did. he was
1: great. And I think he had a, a couple of really significant moments in this, actually. Um more screen time than he's, he's normally offered, we've always said Renner's a great actor. He's just maybe not been given enough to work with. Um, but it's exciting to see what he'll do on the smaller screen when they do the Disney Plus show that's coming out later this year or next year.
0: Yeah. And he he had that really nice moment with Nat when they fly into space when um really you best. mentioned Budapest again. Which we're all yeah. hoping that we are actually gonna get to see what the hell happened in Budapest seeing as it's the, the second mention of it in the MCU.
1: Yeah, I mean we we can talk about Black Widow actually because and we can probably cut ahead to, to her significance maybe. Um
0: it she was interesting to see the de
1: facto the... leader basically. Yeah, she's when when you know Fury is now gone, she is in charge, and she's become a pretty prominent figure. And what's keeping her alive is just the glimmer of hope that they can do something, you know. Um, but a, a couple of moments, especially kind of earlier when Ant Man turns up when all hope is kind of lost she's gone you know her head is completely gone she's broken but she puts a face on when she's speaking to captain marvel and okoye and rocket you know um but she genuinely you see an element of happiness creep back into her when they're planning the mission she's excited to be doing something again
0: because that's what she lives for she's a spy she's she's a shield agent yeah she she's not going to ever be content sitting at home and being the quarterback and pulling the strings no. she wants to be out there getting her hands dirty her um, best
1: moments are always with cap i would say i've always said that I yeah they
0: winter uh, since winter soldier their relationship has been very very interesting where they seem to understand each other more than some of the others do
1: i think they've got a, a
0: shared because they're both I mean, real yeah. career soldiers aren't they i mean you can throw yeah. hawkeye in there as well but Iron Man. I think
1: he's slightly different, and Hawkeye's got his other life. Yeah. She, Her life, as she mentioned in this, before before this, before S.H.I.E.L.D., she had nothing. Do you know what I mean? She And she didn't. Um, it's very interesting that we are getting a Black Widow film, prequel, obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: Which we always thought it would be out. anyway. We always but thought I, it was going to really be.
1: I'm really excited to see it, because... I think Scarlett Johansson has been incredible in the MCU, but I don't always think she's had enough to work with. Again, you know, I'm not saying she's not a super soldier. She's not going to have the solo films, or or maybe she could have done. You know, it it would have to be another Winter Soldier-esque espionage type film, but with the more harrowing background of what's gone on to make her that way. Do you know what I mean? The psychological, almost Logan-esque. Do you know what I mean early Wolverine? Well, well, we've culture. had hints
0: of that, haven't we, in the uh, the yeah. Agent Carter series, where the there was the other the other Russian spy, and they talked very briefly about the Red Room and what yeah. happened to the girls to to condition them that way. And it, it's interesting to think that we might finally get a bit more backstory on her because she's always been quite enigmatic, and she she always talked, didn't she, about in Avengers about the red in a ledger and. Yeah, her obviously uh, her, her eventual moment with
1: Loki, obviously going back to uh, the original Avengers film. Yeah,
0: yeah, her, her eventual demise when they get to Vormir just because it seems a logical way to skip it is. forward. Yeah, it seems like it would have been more impactful if it was Barton that died because he would have been leaving behind his family because yes. his family were going to come back. But
1: don't get me wrong it hurt and the way it played out was
0: it was horrible was, to see two best friends fighting each other like no i should die no i should die no no i'm gonna die and they're both yeah it makes them look almost suicidal but i think barton by that point doesn't feel like he's got anything to live for with her i always think it's a case if she believes she's got to make the ultimate sacrifice to clear her ledger and like now she and would she say,
1: wanted to as well. She, she you know, would
0: say, I've finally done it. You know, I finally cleared my ledger. I'm back in the black now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was the, that was the key in all of this. She, she, and you could see it hinted at, as we, we just mentioned before, that she was ready to sacrifice. She was ready to do whatever it takes. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. And I think it had to be her, and it did hurt. And I'd say second time around, it really hurt. Well, that that you, was the I I
0: I had a little bit of a little bit of a sob at that one because it was so. You
1: you wait till you watch it. Second, I don't know if it was because I had a very stressful morning and Jacob was there, and it was a very. Um, it just felt more significant because I think when you first watch the film, and I know you have only watched it once, I think you. Everything's so impactful because it's so much. You know, there was so much going on. So, you know, we said about Professor Hawk was a shock and, and Thor and there was loads of elements and everything was going on. It was all crazy. And you trying to figure out what was going to happen and predicting this and thinking about that. Whereas after you know what's going to happen, for some reason, it it just hits you harder, I think. And so that sequence and, and obviously... Tony sequence was just, it just broke me. I was, I was gone, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I was really gone with the Tony sequence. It was really tough to take second time in particular.
0: Um, So then, then, then we started delving.
1: And this was the plan, isn't it? This is going through the Marvel's back catalog, isn't it? It's like going through their greatest hits. It was, it was such a clever way and we, we knew and we talked about this a lot that, Battle of New York was significant, and I think we would have some form of time travel, but we didn't quite know how it was all going to play out or stack up. And and it obviously turned out that they they only had enough pin particles and enough attempts to do it in in groups. You know, um, so New York is where there was free stones, and so it was significant that we would hit New York. But I thought it was some of the cleverest moments of the film where. Hulk is saying, This is gratuitous. Do I have to play up? Oh, to yeah, the
0: stereotype, smash a few bits, and he's just going rah, rrr. yeah, he hits the car <laughs>
1: and then just kind of throws a bike, you know, across the screen. Um, it was just genius, but because you saw that great, you know, the Avengers moment where they're all coming together in New York and that panoramic, and so we got that again, do you know what I mean? We got those kind of buzz moments that we've loved for so many years. But then we got them in a different way, and it was just so clever because, you know, we saw them arresting Loki at that point, but from a different angle. It was so cleverly done. I thought it was just so clever. And then we get the Cap versus Cap battle, which is just something
0: else. Yeah, that. Be, before we got to that, we did have a bit of a bit of the explainer about. We did. We, we had two two sort of explainers about time travel. You get Hulk giving us the. Yeah the the full on sciencey one about well when you go back the past becomes the present the present becomes the future the future becomes you know a banana and all the rest of it and yeah and that they the best one I liked because the time travel aspect is one of the big I hate the word but plot holes and yes I'm yeah. doing the inverted commas thing I don't totally think it's nice. a plot hole because I I don't think anything something that isn't spoon fed to you isn't a plot hole in my opinion and I know a lot of people the problem was the fact that they poo-pooed time travel in in films and then fell into the exact same traps. I actually kind <laughs> yeah. of like that because it's, you know, to err is human, isn't it? But the best, yeah. the best explanation was when Banner goes back and he visits the Sanctum Sanctorum and he Five thinks he's going to find Doctor Strange, but of course he finds the Ancient One because Stephen Strange is doing surgery across town. And her explainer was, was was a lot and Tilda better. To be back. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Me and Tom were like, oh, "What?" As soon as he arrived I there, wonder, and saw her, I
1: thought it was going to be, I thought it was
0: going to be one. Uh, one, I just did. Yeah, I, I I thought that, but I'm glad that it was her because she was such a highlight from from Doctor Strange.
1: And the way and, she explains stuff.
0: Yeah, it was just so much, It was so much better. Where if you take the stones out of time. It's not going to change the future. It just creates an alternate timeline. And I love the way they explained it because that, to me, that's their caveat for all of the complaining that they knew people would do about time travel of, oh, well, how come taking this didn't, you know, did it not mean that the events of Age of Ultron wouldn't happen and did it not stop this being formed and that, that and the yeah. other. And it, it was nice to to see her back and it was a good, I thought it was a really good explainer, but it obviously didn't. Did
1: it, did it make you crave watching Doctor Strange again? Because it did to me.
0: Um, A little bit, but I watched it uh, again not that long ago anyway. I oh, did you? you okay, like fair it. enough. I don't
1: think I've seen it for a year. And I, and I just, I don't know. It just made me want Doctor Strange. And it also made me want the sequel. I, I just suddenly got pangs for going. Christ, I want more of this. I know she obviously won't be in the sequel, but um, but she's such a great actress, and it was a really nice moment, and it was like, like all-knowing power, and, and which, she, which she displayed in the first one, but where they did the outer body experience, and, and she, yeah, she, when she Hulk went to grab it, and she smacked Mark Ruffalo out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, she, uh, she, she pushed Banner him out, out of
0: his, um, yeah. his astral form, out of his body. I thought
1: it was great, and, and the trigger point where... He said, but he gave up the stone. Do you know what I mean? Then suddenly she went, "Oh shit! Okay, maybe then, <laughs> maybe these, maybe because he's because he, she kept saying because he's supposed to be the best of us." Do you know what I mean? So it was it was a really good moment, Um and I loved that because it did, and we saw her fighting as well.
0: Yeah, so she was involved was in great. the Battle of New York. She was protecting the Sanctum again. It's like you said, the way they've cleverly just sewn these things back in.
1: We we have to talk about the Guardians one as well when we get to it. It's just
0: gonna be brilliant. We we will do. And yes. then my my favourite bit of the time travel was uh, besides Cap versus Cap with that is America's ass, which oh. I've actually got a I've actually got a group on Facebook Messenger that is called That Is America's Ass, yes. and it's just a group of people that have seen it and don't want to do spoilers publicly. My yeah, favourite bit is... was was the 1970s because as soon as they said 1970s, and i knew sorry as soon as they mentioned that they needed more particles i knew instantly they were going to go back because hank pym had been working on them for decades and what did we get when we see pym's lab we see the original ant-man helmet which was just a lovely bit of fan service and that's it was, all that it has was to be. Great. It
1: was great. There was some lovely little bits, Oh, there was obviously this
0: Stanley cameo at that point as well. Oh yeah, um, and proper likes and they made him look like Stanley did in the 70s right I down know. to the outfit he was wearing. It was Those very wonderful
1: clever. moments obviously the this really sad passing of Stanley um we which we did a podcast on but those great photo shoots uh, shots of, of the 70s and 60s came out and he he just looked perfect, it was
0: perfect. You know? Yeah, And then was there was the, and the 70s bass
1: was genius. It was the, a really smart wonderful, move.
0: wonderful bits between Tony and, and his father yeah, were just Yeah, was a couple so of funny sweet. scenes as
1: well. Was it was the beard more Mungo Jerry or, um, oh, what did they say? Or the Bee Gees?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it was just because there was a guy like Downey Jr. wandering around in a funky beard, and that's why they think he looks dodgy it was just really clever and those moments were prominent and i think if you didn't know tony was going at that until that point i think that's what that's what did it for me
0: yeah he he finally got to have like a really honest conversation with his dad even though yeah. you know his dad didn't know who he was, and when he starts giving him parenting advice at the end, and,
1: and when he, he hugs to... him and goes, "Thank you for your service,"
0: yeah, <laughs> and the he... end. that was obviously him sort of making peace with the fact that he always thought that his dad was a really crappy dad, but he accepts he, did. he wasn't. He was just he was so so nervous. And then uh, as yeah. that little scene finishes, who do we see standing there? Jarvis.
1: Jarvis.
0: Yeah, Jarvis, and obviously, in, we,
1: we had Peggy as well.
0: Same, um, which same captain so from um, Agent Carter. He was only on there for a few seconds, and I buzzed off that one again because he was such a highlight from, from the Agent Carter series, which I was so gutted. Yeah, and I've watched renewed. some
1: of that, but I would like to go back and watch it again. I think, um, the, the Peggy Carter sequence, obviously, with was a, a big turning point as oh, well. With, because, with Steve you know... just
0: standing there staring at her yes. through the window, and if she'd only looked up, she would have seen him. And I was sort of willing her to look up, but then at the same time was like, "Don't look up, cause it'll screw up the mission." And it, it I mean, that must have that was like what for him seventy something years in the making yeah. since he's last seen her, and she was the last uh, person he like spoke that, to obviously. before he died, and yeah. It was was very powerful without anything really happening. Very,
1: very clever, actually, the way they they knitted that together. Um, The New York sequence was obviously really good, and how they lost the Tesseract was a very cheeky Loki moment after Hulk and his hating of stairs. Um, yeah,
0: which was genius. <laughs> proper Hulk tantrum Hulk
1: tantrum where he's storming down the staircase going Hulk shouldn't have to take the stairs Hulk hate stairs yeah and then he smashes through the door into Tony um, and, and obviously Thor um, brings Tony back to life with this I didn't think that would work you know where he just gives him the bolt with Mjolnir who's just yeah, a right, genius through the arc reactor
0: yeah which I thought sense. that was great you know, the, 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 the science backs up the incredible oh, 100%. mysticism behind Our lack The scientific
1: knowledge backs up everything that happened in this film. We yeah. don't care. Um, and it, but it, I it, did, like we said, the, the really clever approach of this film is going back to those real prominent moments for us as, as proper fans. And if it's fan service, the more the merrier. Bring it on. That's what we're here for. Do you know what I mean? That's what we've watched all these films and loved all these characters for. So why wouldn't we want this? Um, but the other prominent moment is when they're going to Morag to collect. Um, I can't remember which stone it is on, on Morag.
0: Is it the... Uh, the Power Stone? Power Stone. So they're they're um, trying to get there before Quill does.
1: And we just got we've got Nebula and, and Roadie um,
0: watching him dancing and singing. And watching you get him the,
1: dancing. And you we get, get the, the unfiltered out.
0: singing from the outside. And it's so bad. And he's just, <laughs> just shocking. So,
1: and they just said. He's an idiot, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and he always has been known to be an idiot. It's Quill, that's what he is. Um, but he's our idiot, Do you know. What I mean? He's a lovable idiot that we we adore so much. And it was just such a great kind of sequence because that is one of my favourite sequences in the whole of the MCU. It genuinely
0: is. Um, I It's love certainly it so one much. of the best intros in in all of the twenty two films because it just within the first two three minutes you've realised this film's going to be stupid. Stupid but genius. Stupid, stupid, funny genius all in one, which is a great combination to have. It is, but also what the Guardians films need to be.
1: We get the the driven plot by Nebula kind of duping up and, and the memories colliding, which is why Thanos realizes something's going on. Which was clever, I thought. I thought that was the only way they could probably bring Thanos back into it, with it feeling Remotely believable? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very difficult with the timelines crossing and what's going on. But him discovering through Nebula that she's turned in the future, he and it, comes it was interesting the
0: way they did it, where like twenty fourteen Nebula and twenty God, what would that have been twenty twenty four Nebula? Yeah, sort of her her brain is crossed, so it's like she's got.
1: And when they look into a memory, it's like they go. It's not that there's two of them, or it's a duplicate, or it, she's it's seen the same something. one it's from
0: her, but from a different the her.
1: You know, it was really cleverly. Like she,
0: she was subtle the, enough. They the project yeah. the conversation, don't they? And Gamora's there, but obviously it's not Gamora. Gamora, it's a different Gamora, and. And it's it, it, almost a
1: different Thanos in a sense because it's a younger, not fitter, but different approach. He's got his sword, his blood spattered from warfare. Do you know what I mean in his armor? I so thought that was pretty damn cool. It, it's at that Thanos stage.
0: when he was still doing things the old-fashioned way, wasn't it? Because when we see him in yeah. Infinity War, he's learned. I'm never going to be able to kill as many people on my own. It's going to take me ten lifetimes. Yes. I have to do this on a grand scale. You know that yeah. he needs the equivalent of pouring the boiling hot water down the anthill, doesn't he? He can't just squash every ant one at a time so it's it's sort of immature thanos where he still thinks i can stab me way to to yeah Yeah, he's
1: got a big double sword there
0: yeah exactly and it, it but he this the sight of that sort of accelerates him doesn't he and all of a sudden he sees the vision of the future and he realizes what he needs to do to to, to achieve that vision that he's had yeah. in his head no, since no, was childhood. There's a couple of moments
1: where you can see Gamora's wavering at that point, obviously, because
0: yeah. we know she is. Because um, we know, don't from Infinity War, that she had doubts for a long time. Well, that's, But and she also... kept it to herself
1: yeah you know nebulas obviously wavering it was when gamora had almost turned do you know what i mean because it was obviously just when we're leading up to that sequence in the Guardian. so um yeah it was i thought it was really quite well knitted together um and then we got we got obviously that the plot that comes out of that is that the stones are are recovered i think that's all of them at this stage because we've mentioned oh no we have to mention Asgard and Thor and his sequence with his
0: mother, which was oh, as that, powerful as anything. That that made me choke up. I mean, a, yeah. a lot of people have, have taken exception to the when Rocket has slapped Thor. I mean, I, I see just, where people are coming from, but I think it's been taken a little bit.
1: I think sometimes... Rocket would slap anyone in under any circumstance. Rocket would you know? slap a
0: woman in labor. Rocket would slap a corpse. Rocket—it's how he deals with things because he's so emotionally stunted, and he's even yes. admitted himself in in Guardians two when he has that moment where he's bonding with um with Mary Poppins with I, Yondu. With Yondu.
1: He, I love that you you can't remember Yondu's name, so you go for Mary Poppins. That's well, exactly what I would have done.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he, he says to him, you know, because I'm exactly the same, he admits he's dysfunctional. Yeah. He's completely fucked up in every way possible. So, yeah, the the only way he can think, you know, rather he's never going to be the guy to sit him down. You know, if that had been He's roading, just
1: trying to get him to snap out of it. That's all he's doing. If that know, had been roadie,
0: he would have, he might, or, or, or Nat or Cap, he would have sat down with him. And gone. Look, and I know where you're coming from, but it's not your fault. You know, it's the and and he could have given him the most beautiful, heartfelt speech, but that's never going to be rocket rocket's solution. Is to blow things up or hit them. And he wasn't yeah. going to blow him up, so he only had one option left. Or steal left. people's different body types parts. Of body parts.
1: Exactly. And at the
0: end of the day, it did kind of work. But obviously, what really snapped him out of it was the, the well, beautiful needed... conversation with his mum.
1: Yeah, what, what he, he needed was was, was
0: just his mum. He needed to get that closure.
1: Because he'd never had it. He'd had it with his dad. He'd had it with Loki to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? But he'd never had it with his mum.
0: And it, and it was she, really was, powerful she was sequence. the biggest influence in his life.
1: Yeah, and, and she's saying to him that, look, I know this isn't you because I know you. This is a different you. And, and he's trying to say to her, but this is your last day. And she's basically going but it has to be you know Yeah. You, what you're doing she here she knows
0: that she's destined to to she, die It's it's, it's a wonderful
1: that. moment I'd say it's 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 one of the most powerful sequences in the film um because it's Thor getting his full kind of closure Thornous. like you mentioned yeah it's 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 just him becoming him again
0: he gets it's, he gets his mojo back doesn't he and of course well, the other thing that he gets back yeah. he gets back I, I didn't think it was gonna you said, work. said give
1: it a second, do you know what I mean? <laughs> when he stands
0: there with his hand out, I thought no, surely not. But when it arrived, big cheers in the screen.
1: Oh mate.
0: Big cheers and, to and see that, me all near back.
1: Those cheers for that resulted in the biggest cheers in the film. Let's Which be honest. Which we
0: will get to when we get to it later.
1: Yes, we are getting close. We're we are then, getting
0: close. So they've now we we've accounted for oh, the other thing we did we've only briefly mentioned you assume now that that version of Loki, is that possibly going to be their segue into the Disney plus Loki series?
1: Yes, it is. He's going to be going on some crazy time traveling adventures, which I'm all for because Hiddleston is a boss.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, all for that, and we've already covered uh, what happens on Vormir, which is I kind of miss Cheeky Loki.
1: I watched Ragnarok the other day, and he's so good in that, and yeah. he just keeps trying to backstab his brother, and they keep trying to backstab each other, and <laughs> it's just so likeable. Um, I'm all for a Loki TV series. I will watch the hell out of that, I'll yeah. be honest.
0: Snap. So then everyone uh, everyone comes back to the present.
1: Except Nat.
0: Except and, Nat. And, and of course, then course, that every-
1: sequence with Barton where he, he you know he says you go back you tell the guy you know the guy with the skull you go with your hammer and, and bring her back because i can't do it do you know what i mean it, it was really powerful actually
0: yeah and and you could see he was broken because she's his closest friend in the world and arguably nobody and it broke understands him
1: yeah it and it broke, broke Hulk because well. they
0: obviously had the they were so so close in age of ultron to to get in together, and they had this common Having ground. a life
1: together. He yeah. he
0: believes that he's a monster, but then she believes that she's a monster because she can't have children. And they were so close to getting together until he, of course, ends up in a quinjet, and then that sets into motion Ragnarok, yeah. and it it, it and was we... it was powerful. And then we it get was, yeah. we get the Stark Tech gauntlet, which looks incredible. And Banner uses it. And it. it, and it Banner drops a really good line where he says, you know, as if he was made for it. Because they start yes. talking about it's given off a load of gamma radiation. And yeah. it's another nice bit of foreshadowing of is it true? Is there some kind of cosmic force that's put Banner on the planet just to do this? And you can see what it takes out of him. He is probably the third strongest behind Captain Marvel and Thor.
1: But he's stronger in a way that he's almost indestructible, whereas those two you know, potentially aren't. You know, you don't know with Captain Marvel necessarily. Um, they've never
0: really explored that in the films, but yet yeah, in the comics, the Hulk is essentially indestructible because anything you do to him stimulates a gamma response ten times stronger.
1: Yeah. I know they so, not the explosions necessarily, but obviously the sequence where he said, I put a bullet in my mouth and the big guy spat it back uh, out. You which know is I mean? still it's,
0: one of the lines of the MCU to this day. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, it made me shiver to see Bruce Banner talking about how he tried to kill himself.
1: Yeah, and, and it was such a kind of throwaway moment. But like when we were talking about with, that was him and Black Widow, that was them, you know, that's where their journey began together. So it was, the, what this, made, this film made you feel as much as anything else is go back to all of those sequences again, um, which is so clever because it did it, without taking you out of the film do you know what I mean you weren't off thinking yeah, they, they about they weren't what gratuitous those flashbacks
0: worthy it was really subtle and really everything was relevant there wasn't no, it was fan service relevant. but it, it was, was good fan service and a lot of people have complained about it but fan service doesn't have to be bad you know fan yeah. service can be loyal and and heartfelt and totally relevant and necessary and i don't
1: think many people look people have issues with the film that's fine. Um, And we could address a couple of those in terms of the potholes. Um, Maybe there's one sequence we we will address actually, which I think needs to be talked about, a certain girl power moment. But 1.6 billion in 10 days or a week, sorry. You know, as much as you might say people have got complaints, I would imagine most people are going to see it at least twice at the cinema.
0: Yeah, I I, I know so many people that didn't just go to see it, but went to see it within the first 48 hours. And that's yeah, and a testament to what it means to so, to so many people. You know,
1: they, they canceled things. They, you know, I've got people who, you know, I've heard stories about women that were about to go into labor, you know, going to the cinema the day before baby's due, you know, things like that. It's, it's, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. And, it's, and, it's, and it's a necessary early moment.
0: viewing after 11 years in the making, 21 films before it people are not willing to wait a week to see this film because everyone who's watched all the MCU films, I would imagine 90-something percent of people are so emotionally invested. You are like waist deep in the fandom and the the memes and the articles and everything. And you didn't just want to see this film. You needed to see this film quickly. I mean, look,
1: we always say, I would say I'm the perfect example of this because look at what it's done to me. Because, you know, we we love, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. We talk about it a lot. And it's kind of what brought us together to do this podcast in the first instance. Um, and I love film as a as a, as a genre, as an ta- entertainment form. But it's opened my eyes to comics that I knew but hadn't read as much. And, and I've watched so much different TV and so much. But the way I talk about the MCU is probably unrivaled to nearly anything else I talk about because I've got such a crazy amount of passion for it. Um, But I, I'm you know, I used to be a film snob. I used to be one of those people who would judge people for just liking popcorn films and stuff. And, you know, you hate things like the fast and furious. You're, you're very open and honest about that. But these films combine more than just, your big action sequences and stuff—they have incredible heart, incredible performances. And I obviously always talk about the directors and all the people involved in it. But it's just—it's complete. It's—it's it's more than just entertainment. Do you know what I mean? It is, and it's generational, as we say all the time. It's—you know—I go—I've been to cinema with my dad and with my son, and you'll certainly do the same in terms of taking your family, your daughter. You know that kind of thing. It's—it's. It's, it's become more than just a film for us so yeah. it is powerful and and this is as much as this isn't the end for the MCU it, it's it's the it's,
0: it. it's the end of a very big chapter pioneering it's the end of a big chapter in our lives because you know yeah. we, we've put 11 years into this as as lots of other people have but yeah it it feels weird to know that the MCU is going on but in a completely... I mean, it's not just changing, it's turning upside down on its head. And I think I think what this film has that, done,
1: unlike comic arcs, is it's given people a proper ending, it's given characters a proper closure.
0: For, from I mean, all the articles I've read, that's been one of the major takeaway points, one of the things that people have really praised it for universally has been there are definite... Black Widow is dead. She is not coming she back. She is. Iron Man is dead. Tony Stark will not be coming back. There might there might be another Iron Man in the future or Iron Heart or Iron Lad or something like that, but this version, Tony Stark, is dead. Captain America, is, uh, uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America, is most likely done on the big screen. Hawkeye, Clint Barton is probably done. We might see the Kate Bishop Hawkeye in the future. They, but we're got talking their...
1: way down the line still. Yeah, that's
0: know. the thing. Everything that's happened now, they aren't gonna cheapen their final moment, their huge moment in the sun by going, ah, Tony Stark's coming back in five years, because then people would go, well, what was the point in yes. Endgame? And it would leave such. I would be, I would be as much as it's gonna oh, yeah. be weird to know that in the next Spider-Man film there'll be no, you know, a voicemail from Tony Stark, and there's gonna be no, no sign of him in the next Avengers film. If in five years they brought Tony Stark back, it would ruin. Endgame's legacy because you just think well what was the point and it's so brave of them to take robert downey jr one of the greatest pieces of casting in cinematic history and yeah. go right you're done not your shelved, not your benched you are donezo and yeah. that takes some big old balls but you yeah. can do that after 22 films and probably and it's not the legacy
1: you you can go back and watch your favourite
0: oh believe me I am I am gonna do a full rewatch again because this has just sweat my appetite so much yeah me too to to just repeatedly like I honestly think I could see me I'm even excited to watch
1: Thor the Dark World
0: I am even excited to watch that film. I don't care. No that's what it's done to me. It has its place because at the end of the day we had to go through Thor the Dark World to get to Ragnarok. Yeah. You know, it, it was and, a stepping stone, you know, wasn't it, it? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's stepping stone
1: and, and I just kind of want to revel in other elements that maybe I didn't always give the, the you know, the due service because I tend to go back and watch my favourites. That's
0: natural. Yeah, we but naturally nothing, refer to, you know, you, know you, you probably go back to Avengers. I, my... Recently, I've rewatched. I got,
1: I used to always go back to Guardians, and and now Ragnarok. Um, when because they're just those kind of mood lifting kind of films, aren't they? Yeah. But it was always Avengers for
0: a long period of time. It was always the film I would watch. Um, My go to lately has been the stuff that's been on TV. Recently, I've rewatched Iron Man one, and two Winter and Soldier. Three. I will
1: watch every six months now. Winter
0: Soldier. No, yeah. yeah. Um, Civil War, Doctor Strange, which I just randomly watched a few weeks ago on a random Friday when Great I was on my own. I'm watching Infinity War tomorrow because we're recording Thursday, so I'm watching it Friday night before we go nice. to Endgame on Saturday. And then we've already said we both want to go back and rewatch Ragnarok because Michelle just loves Cog. We're constantly saying "piss off" goes <laughs> to each other in the in the most random conversations. We'll just say, like, piss off Ghost, and we both just crack up. I
1: think you should have another another dog called Ghost. I think mean, that would be quite We've, nice.
0: If I ever, get another, if I ever was, was ever able to get two dogs at the same time because Wilson hates dogs, I'd have to be thinking about getting Korg and Meek or Korg and Louis. Oh. Imagine a big dog called Korg, Korg and a little one dog. called Meek. Oh,
1: God, I want Korg the dog. Korg I, I would have want. to be
0: something huge like, you know, a Labrador and then a little pug called Meek. Yes, because it, it, you've got off the size. No, difference. bigger than a Labrador. You've got to go for one of those crazy. What, like, like a Newfoundland?
1: Yeah, a Newfoundland or that Nepalese-looking thing. Or, or oh, kind of yeah,
0: it's that giant hairy. Yeah, thing dogs that massive. weigh like three hundred pounds.
1: Dog no. dogs that look like bears.
0: Yeah, you know, those big old things. Fuck it, just get yeah. a bear. <laughs> I'll just go and steal a fucking bear. Why not? If I'm going to go to prison, it may as well be for something cool like grand theft bear. <laughs> um. So anyway, moving away from stealing animals, <laughs> um, so they, we we've got the the sort of new Avengers all back together. They've got the Gauntlet. The Nebula transports Thanos with his pin particle shrunk battleship, yeah. Um, and they absolutely level the Avengers compound and get one of the best fan service moments in eleven years. Oh yes. of Hulk holding up the entire Avengers base on his shoulders which if anyone's never read Secret Wars from the mid 80s where we got the uh, the the black symbiote suit there's a moment where a base collapses uh, a mountain collapses and the Hulk supports the weight of an entire mountain to save all the heroes. And Whoa. I was I was just beside myself and there's so many people that probably don't realise how cool that scene is.
1: No, no, I, I, I recognised it, but not
0: as and when you sent me that, I was like, yeah, that's where I remembered it from. It's such a famous panel. It's one of those things for me that's as iconic as Bane breaking Batman over his knee, yeah. and Spider-Man walking down the alleyway after having thrown his suit in the in the bin. Um, Superman dead on the floor after being killed by Doomsday. That is proper, like, if you ask me to name iconic panels, that's one of them. And I recently read Secret Wars again. The story is batshit crazy. It's so hard to follow, but it's well worth doing because of s- some of the key moments. Yeah. Um, no, so that, Thanos that absolutely... Was great. Thanos
1: leveled the building. Just completely,
0: like, down to the fucking... The atoms...
1: Yeah, you know the the moment at the end of Ragnarok when when Korg says, "Oh, I think the foundations are going to hold. Yeah. You know, I think we can rebuild." <laughs> um, they weren't rebuilding at this point. Yeah, the <laughs> foundations
0: like... were completely fucked. So yeah, yeah it, it, they it's game they were over. gone.
1: Thanks, um, demolition and, crew. And it was it was a moment of holy shit do you know what i mean this is the battle this is the sequence that we've kind of been building up towards and i think you know when you look back at those trailers and wonder why there was no kind of action sequences it's because there weren't any yeah you know except the brief ronin section um that there weren't any and and this was the moment they've hinted at a little bit as soon um, as but they, we thought this was far feel, earlier in the movie
0: you as know, soon as you could think, feel this start building my no word of a lie. My heart was pounding. The oh, hairs yeah. on the back of my neck stood up, and I was I, I shifted forward on the seat because I I couldn't sit back and relax. I was so tense. No, no, tense. no. I
1: was I was almost off my seat at this point. It, um, it,
0: I. You could feel yeah. the tension in the room as yeah. everybody started going. Well, because we, we just gonna happen here. Yeah, it's gonna every, be
1: everyone huge. collectively took a big, deep breath in. Almost, you know. And and when we get that moment where, obviously we have, you know, Nebula going for the for the stones. Obviously Barton, um, running away from the the, the crazy riders. Yeah, the outriders, um, just planting those arrows into the wall of the grenades. You know, on the timers.
0: Which again um, was brilliant. It was this is this has been really my favorite, favorite shot Jeremy sequence. Renner. It was a yeah. wonderfully shot sequence, but he was just. Relentless, he was running at his full pace, yeah, yeah, sticking the arrows, and he was just melting the outriders. Yeah. I, I, Jeremy Renner just
1: and then he pulls the sword when he's gone up, you know, on on the kind of he, he grappling hook with the, the arrow, upwards. yeah, and he's just he pulling the sword and, and, and slicing him. him. Um, yeah, that was a great sequence. Um, and as you said, Hulk is in trouble, we know Ant Man is heading in that general direction and what might happen, but before that, we get the 3 let's say key avengers stepping out onto the battlefield um
0: and thanos, thanos is just sitting sat there, there waiting like
1: a boss going bring it yeah, you know you, you got nothing you can scare me with nothing i've got no stones but i don't need them um and this yeah, just goes to show moment. like
0: some people wondered in, in infinity war oh how did thanos manage to beat the hulk he must have used the stone he didn't no. this is just he thanos didn't. is a God level powerful guy without the infinity stones. That's why he's regarded as the ultimate Marvel villain. Yeah. Because he was powerful enough to batter the Hulk without even breaking a sweat. And when it gets mentioned by what's his face, the bloody wizard, his name's strange. No, the the one from the children of Thanos.
1: Oh, Squidward. um, Squidward. Yeah, Yeah, that'll
0: do. Whatever his name is. Um, he, he said, you know, he, when he when he's fighting him on the the Asgardian ship, and he says, "Oh, let him have his fun." That's what fighting the Hulk is to him. It's fun. Oh yeah. So yeah. fighting Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor is probably like a sort of moderate workout.
1: And it was it was a great early battle sequence. We had Thor um bringing both hammers, oh, braiding his Mjolnir <laughs> and
0: Stormbreaker.
1: <laughs> yeah. And at together. that point, he'd slimmed down somewhat. Obviously, his hair and his beard is still what it is. Um, but He's it, still sort of
0: semi-dude by this yeah. point. Yeah, he's not quite full. He's taken the cardigan off, at least.
1: Yeah, the card off. The card off, he means business. Um, <laughs> it's just, you see him, you know, forming the lightning, attacking. Don't see much of Iron Man, but we do see a really cool sequence where he's got a new weapon, such, and Thor kind of blast the lightning through that weapon. Um That was pretty damn cool. And we see Cap struggling at that point, I would say. Do you know what I mean? He's fighting with all, everything Cap has, but it wasn't
0: enough until until the moment... The, the moment of the entire MCU, the whole MCU was building yeah. up to Cap, shielding one hand, Mjolnir in the other, and oh Thor turning God. round. I knew it!
1: I... I... I almost stood up. I was so close.
0: I think Tom and I just looked at each other like children who'd been just been told Uh, you're having ice cream for your tea. Yeah. It was just and it was such a good another bit of fan service back to the moment in Age of Ultron when he makes Mjolnir move and Thor looks terrified and then he (laughs) looks really happy.
1: Um, And he laughs it off as if. And he goes, oh, I knew he couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's just so good. It's so good. And I was so pumped at that point. And and obviously he gives them the
0: uppercut. And and then he starts doing all this crazy shit with lightning in the shield and oh oh god he did he kept banging the shield or you'll
1: see it when you go again there was some that's such a great sequence where he's he's smashing the shield into him and then reinforcing it with a hammer it was such a cool moment um it's great it's such a great sequence but then you realize it's not enough do you know what I mean? And you have that incredible moment where the shield just gets splintered.
0: Every time Thanos. he hits it, another chunk comes off. And again, it's another flashback yeah. to the exact... If you go and look at the vision from Age of Ultron that, that Tony sees in his head, that's yeah. what Cap was like. His shield was split almost in exactly the same way. And did you notice that was the bit that they showed in the, the trailer when you see yeah. Cap getting up only in the Strapping trailer? his shield. The shield yeah. was whole. Whereas now when he's doing it, he's only got about a third of it left.
1: Yeah, about a third of it left, and he restraps it to his arm and he braces himself. And I think for us particular cap supporters, fans, whatever, I I loved that moment. Because I thought just, that was
0: Cap getting ready to die. Because I thought we I, I thought that Cap was dying in this one.
1: I, I I thought he might, but it was that moment of of pure Kapner. This is what he—he he just. This is what he personifies. He, he's just never-ending. He, he always because he's the death.
0: He would—he he, yeah. would—he would literally give every drop of blood he had if he thought it was—it would ensure victory. He's just victory. the
1: ultimate, ultimate hero, isn't he? You know, he's just heroic to the core. I've never known yeah. a character personify as as well as he does. Um, and the, it just, the closest thing that, that moment, comes close
0: to that sort of that level is Superman in terms of. Yeah, good for the sake—not good for the sake of being good, but like the ultimate paragon of. of Will sacrifice
1: everything. You yeah, know, would, it, yeah, would
0: give anything without even a moment's hesitation. The difference being yeah. that underneath all the super serum, he is still just a man. He is still just that kid from Queens who yeah. never knew when to say no and stop taking a beating. And then we get one of the best moments when those three immortal well, words ring out. Yes. On your left.
1: On and your left.
0: My, the smile on my oh. face hurt. It genuinely hurt. I was oh. smiling so big as everyone sl- um, jumps through. and Do you what?
1: Cheering. I think I was crying at that point, especially the second time, just from pure. You know, when you see it the second time because you've seen it that one time and you know what's coming, I think the first time you're just in shock and all, but I was was in
0: in genuine shock. I was smiling and I was just, I was smiling, but my jaw was on the floor, so you could have fit a bus in my mouth. And Uh, and you're counting them out one by one. You go, there's Black Panther. Oh, there's Shuri. Oh, God, in comes Spider Man. And then then Pepper comes in wearing the fucking rescue arm. Oh, they nailed that Which was cool as hell. We knew it was in it. But we didn't know in what capacity because Gwyneth Paltrow put up a a behind the scenes picture of her in it. I didn't think she was going to be fighting Thanos in the rescue armor alongside Tony going back to back with their energy weapons blasting. I did not see that coming at all. And that whole sequence was on a whole new plane of just stupid, crazy action. That was the most. Rel- it makes the the air the airport sequence in Civil War look like toy soldiers. Look like
1: something. Look like something we would shoot on a handy cam. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. In comparison,
0: it to- looks like your mates uh- just filming like backyard wrestling. It was the most spectacular, epic fight scene ever with all of those heroes back together
1: well you you had you had ant-man into giant man storming through the building and then obviously bringing hulk but then he just is nailing people he squashes the is it the black dwarf i can't remember what his other name was um at one point just completely crushes him under his foot um and it's just it's an astonishing sequence because at that point obviously thanos had brought the whole of his troops we had all those crazy we flying,
0: the big, Oh, the flying, flying worms, the things.
1: Um, everything had come back that we, 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 you know, we were expecting, and they brought like this giant troll-looking thing. It was just crazy. There's so many things there, and it was such an epic back the battle sequence that it was so much going on. But actually, what they did so well is they focused in on each part, as you said, you know, like
0: they've got each, so each good the Russo. You know, got its uh, own little few seconds where you didn't just go, oh, oh my God, who was that? You got to see three or four characters come out, and you get to see each of them come out, and I think we, as you digest yeah. that one, there's another one, and then the Guardians come back, and then Doctor Strange and Wong come back. And oh, we had
1: Drax, Drax jumping on someone's back and stabbing him, you know, like he did when he stabbed that giant octopus thing at the beginning of the yeah, Guardians too. And it would, um,
0: That's the bit I can't wait. There's a bunch of bits I can't wait for Michelle to see. When yeah. this happens, I will just be looking at her face and oh, I man. know that she will be buzzing off seeing all of this coming I back. I was
1: I am just it's such a buzz. It's I mean CP3. your son
0: must have just yeah. he must have thought he died and gone to comic book. Yeah, home.
1: exactly, exactly. It is that moment. It's just that unbelievable moment. Um
0: He just, won't forget that for a long, no, long he time. He won't ever,
1: I wouldn't have thought. It's it's the moment for him, I would imagine, in his in his in his young life so far, in terms of you know, spectacle, in terms of it just Insane, it is insane, and they did, like we said, such a such great job of it you know, really giving each character enough. It never
0: felt overcrowded,
1: it, you know, it, it didn't... never
0: felt too much. It never felt like, oh god, how's this gonna work? Because we'd already seen from Infinity War with yeah. the Battle of Wakanda, they can do this and they can show each character for 15 seconds but make you care in that 15 seconds, and then you go and get another one, and then another one, and then another one, and, another one and every time you care, and every time you're still emotionally invested and you're still rooting for every single punch, every single blast.
1: Yeah, we had that great kind of relay race where Barton emerges. Obviously, sorry, we've had that moment where Nebula shoots Nebula.
0: Yeah, Another plot
1: hole, would Nebula still exist after they shot Nebula in the past? I don't know, but anyway, we'll move past that.
0: Um, because at the end of the day, things. you and I don't care about that because we're we're going with with no, what No, and the I'm not H1 trying to be said.
1: you know I'm just saying it is something people have mentioned and I understand why because it did cross my mind, albeit briefly. Um, but I, I just thought and you know Gamora moving into that, it felt like look logistics at this point. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I, exactly. I get I get why people do because it's some people aren't as invested in the characters or you know don't care that much. But look. You know, they watch programs with dragons and they don't question that. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just like. You well, do you
0: have to suspend belief when you're watching a comic book film about time? It is Dragon. a comic
1: book as well. It's the comic book. Do you know, it, it's not reality as much as, you know, we'd all like certain elements of it to be. Um, but it. It's just it is it is an astonishing sequence, and we get that moment where it's almost like the best relay race you've ever seen. They're trying to move the gauntlet to the to the to the decapitated van in the back of the. Yeah.
0: You know, um, so we've got. I mean, that's where we see Captain Marvel sort of comes in a bit more. We get a great sequence with Spider-Man again when he's got the, the um, uh, when he's got the gauntlet.
1: We do, but Spider-Man reunited with Tony obviously at that point, oh, which was a
0: lovely scene. Just kill me. Um, that. that was so bloody nice to see that.
1: Yeah, it was, it, and because it, Tony said, "Just shut up, kid," and he gives him a hug, and it's yeah. like, "Fuck oh, that!" That you know. Because
0: and then, there was and then, of course, Peter has to make it film, awkward.
1: Earlier in the film, where Tony acts like he's not lost anyone, but he realizes. Well he knows he has. Do you know what I mean? Because he's lost.
0: Doesn't Peter say son- something like, Oh, this is nice. He says something really weird. Yeah, he and does awkward say something
1: classic. Classic. I think it's this, oh this is nice. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, I think he does say this is nice. Um and that moment was was pretty special and there were characters reuniting. There was Gamora and um Starlord reuniting. She hits him in the, the balls yeah. twice. And the first time, he he says, the first time you missed them, but the second time you got them both. Yeah. <laughs> it's just genius. Um, because obviously they don't know each other. And and, and she's like, is this the one? To, to Nebula. And she's like, yeah, but it yeah. was either between him or a tree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's just so good. And that's what this film did. It was so funny in parts. And even in the most despairing of moments, you had great moments of like pure comedy um that really just do what marvel films do when they when they're great is they they kind of make you laugh and they make you cry in equal measure you know they're very very good at that and the girl power moment do you know what you watch it a second time around it's a little bit more seen it doesn't feel as awkward i would say
0: i think the first time I didn't it think did. it was awkward. I thought it was fucking brilliant. A lot of people you? have said, oh, it was yeah. a bit on the nose. and But they already had a bit, a bit of nose. that moment in Infinity War when you had Scarlet Witch, Okoye, and, and Black Widow fighting against... Um, uh, oh, I've remembered Squidward's name, Ebony Moore. But now I've, Ebony forgot, Moore. Now I've forgotten the woman's name.
1: name. No, I can't remember her
0: name. The one that's played by uh, no a real life name's gone. I've got so it's, much shit it's, going it's, on in my head now. It, is it is it Carrie Coon? It is Carrie Coon. Thank you. Yeah, bloody hell! You telling something. me someone's name? Yes. God, it I happened. must be tired.
1: I can't remember the actual character's name, but I've It'll got one of the it It'll probably come to two. me
0: tomorrow, and I'll tweet about it or something. Yeah. And then we 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 get to you know the most pivotal moment after all of that, after all their efforts, Thanos gets the gauntlet, but what he doesn't realise is that Tony has taken the stones out of the gauntlet. Proxima Midnight. Proxima Midnight, thank you. And then we get another comic book scene. We've got Iron Man in his suit with the Iron Gauntlet, as I've dubbed it, and then that's when all hell breaks loose, really. Yeah. I mean, mean, at at that point, the van gets destroyed.
1: the The van gets destroyed. You know, there is no hope left. Captain Marvel loses, essentially, at that point. And, you know, Jacob struggles with this because he's like, well, why couldn't the Hulk have done it? I'm like, but they had no other time. There was no other choice. Thanos was about to do it, do you know what I mean? And that it was only through Tony's very quick, you know, flight of hand almost that he yeah. managed to get the gun off or get the stones and then have that opportunity.
0: And he knew and- if he waited five seconds... With the stones Thanos in it would hand- have been on him. Stanos yeah. would have been on him, and what we saw on Titan, Iron Man cannot beat him in a fight.
1: No so way.
0: It, it would have just been a case of he would have delayed it by a minute, and then the same thing would have happened, only it would have happened yeah. five years earlier. So it, it it God it hurt though. It it, God, it, it, it hurt. really hurt. As soon as he snapped his fingers, the first thing that went through my head was How is he possibly gonna survive that? Because up to this point I was still convinced. That Cap was going to be the one that died, and yeah. Iron Man was going to be the one that survived. And I
1: think throughout it all, we 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 saw Cap might get a. We we hoped he would get that send
0: off that ultimately we wanted he gets, him to get the happy ending, didn't he? But we didn't, didn't we? think he
1: would. I think we thought he would get the tragic ending. Um, and actually, this film becomes a bit of a love letter to Cap. I, w- I would say as much as it is to anyone else involved. Um, but Tony got. He got the sequence, you know. He he got the hero's ending. He and he sacrificed it all because he knew he had to. Do you know what I mean? And he and it, you know, he says in that message that that's the hero gig. Do you know what I mean? And he he ultimately yeah. realizes that, that he has to do it. And and him dying is so hard to watch. It, it's it's so devastating to watch. Um, when Pepper asks about his life signs and it's you know he's critical and he's oh, just and, there. and she he's says you, you, can,
0: left. you can rest now and yeah. that was oh, just and you knew what and, she was saying she keeping on it but, you can stop hanging on to life just just let yourself pass because he's
1: had those moments of nearly moments you know in Avengers you know where he's taking the rocket into outer space yeah, you know he falls um, back to earth and you just he's had those moments before and it and it came to pass, and and I would say going on from there to the funeral sequence,
0: oh. um, that that was really Happy hard. He's talking
1: to his daughter about hamburgers. I was gone.
0: Oh, I yeah. was so
1: gone. And you will be this time around. You've got a daughter. It's so hard to watch. Um, it's really hard to watch, but. It, it's powerful at the same instance. It is, it is extremely powerful.
0: Just seeing um, everyone there, seeing the guardians again, or that what's left Nick of the guardians. Thierry when on he comes
1: into that ground, and yeah. of
0: course we got, we had that one mystery kid who I found out just as I got home. I got a text off Tommy. Must Iron, have googled it. 3. The kid from Iron Man Three, uh, that he'd been, uh, the inventor that he was in. He was staying in his uh, his garage and helping him fix the suit. You know, the one that gave him the watch. That yeah. was a lovely lovely moment to have included that and it was the same actor it's the same kid yeah and it it was just it was so powerful to see all of that but like you said when happy was talking to her and and she says she wants a cheeseburger and again it's another flashback the first thing tony wanted when he got back out the cave and he got to america he said he wanted a press conference and an american cheeseburger and (laughs) it was just it it was just soul-destroying and that, I thought that it, they
1: were going to mention Swammer at some point, but it didn't. It, it didn't was
0: only that. at that point, even after she'd said, you can rest now, I was still holding out hope that he oh, wasn't yeah. dying, that he was just resting and that there was going to be some way that they'd be at their cabin. And then he was going to come out and he was going to be like, wow, well, that all, you know, got really serious, didn't it? And why is everyone standing around? Is this a funeral or something? But it. No. It, it, it's hard to think that the MCU goes forward without Robert Downey Jr. in it.
1: But I think in a lot of ways it needs to.
0: It does. And I, you know, you've got I, to I have think some it, finality when you're talking about these things because if you constantly bring everyone back, it, it cheapens the the, it does. the emotional impact. And that is about yeah, as, as emotionally impacted as I've ever been by a film because that absolutely ripped my it's heart out. There's a lot of out.
1: sequences in films that have always hurt me you know i've watched a lot of films that would do that in a, in a way but but that moment I, I would very rarely get that choked up but the second time i watched it i was i was really struggling um and my little boy was crying and it's like this is the hardest thing i've ever watched because he he puts a brave face on he will watch certain films and get upset but he'll never let it show he's he's very yeah. he likes to put a face on things and, and not act like he's you know, he thinks it's a sign of weakness, which is certainly not. Um, it's it's the exact opposite, actually. But it was it was pretty powerful, I must admit. And I think, you know, outside of that, and I think we will look forward to. I think when we maybe preview Spider Man, we will talk about the future of MCU a little bit. I think that's the time to do it because this podcast would run and run and run. But we do need to. And at the I end of the day, we we but, don't
0: really know. What no, the future that, is, we're not going to know well, until good. the summer,
1: and that's good because we 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 know what's being cast and we know the speculation, but it's kind of nice to have,
0: it's just nice that, nice that little bit, bit of, of uncertainty. Break.
1: Yeah, and a little bit of uncertainty, but it's been it's been an emotional journey as much as uh, you know watching these films and, and these characters, and we got. I mean, let's 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 move to it. Um, so we the, got the ending for Cap that we we wanted,
0: which which is it's bittersweet because i love the fact that he gets the happy ending and again this is another thing that people have leapt on but again i just point people back to what what the ancient one said cap went back in time and changed the past he created a new timeline and in my opinion my interpretation is he stayed in that alternative timeline victor good friend of ours wonderful guy to talk to about comic book stuff because he's so entrenched in it
1: yeah
0: he noticed that there's a line when hulk says and i will be looking out for this on saturday about when he says he misses the point he says something like he just flew past it or he flew right by it and i interpreted it the same way he does Cap went back in time, did what he had to do to put the stones back in place, but then he stayed in the alternate timeline. He lived his life with Peggy and maybe when she died or at some point in the future, you know, after he'd done another 200 missions as Captain America or as Nomad or as whatever, he decided, right, now I'm going to go back and hand off the shield to somebody else because I've I've lived my life the way I always wished I'd been able yeah. to. And I love the fact that they don't implicitly say Yes, I went back and married Peggy. You know, well he, he asked her uh, if
1: you want to tell me about it, and
0: he says no. He just no, says no.
1: I want to, I don't, or whatever. And he obviously they noticed the wedding ring. That's the moment.
0: Um, it was also then, nice between Bucky and Sam because in Bucky and Sam we've got two Captain Americas. Yeah. And it was nice that Bucky. You are also of,
1: getting a TV off.
0: Yeah, which I can't wait for because it's going to be a buddy cop, bro thing and it's going to be hilarious it's going to work man
1: because they're so
0: good together because anthony mackie is hilarious
1: yeah it's great
0: sebastian stan bucky is you know what sebastian i just want to
1: see so much more of sebastian stan well he's got a lot of
0: films to go when he signed he signed a nine picture deal and by my reckoning he's still got three or four i really
1: want him to have a prominent role in a film i think he's such a good actor and he's never really had enough Outside of obviously Winter Soldier being a villain, yeah. um, but it he is he is so good, um, and that sequence felt it felt really pure. It felt everything I wanted. I'll be honest. Um, and we had again, a question people, about what was presented in this film that you wanted. I wanted this. That, yeah, this I I wanted, I wanted to I, see the I, shield I being
0: it. handed over, whether yeah. it was because Cap died or because he, he he'd had enough, um, and that was Chris Evans under the makeup. Yeah, that was, oh, that was just supreme. Like, 100%. Proper re- yes. They didn't like computer age him. That's just practical no, effects. No, no, no. That's laser. just very
1: practical effects.
0: And, um, and so now we're going to get Falcon Cap at some point, which yeah. I can't wait for because he, he's a completely different... It's Captain America, but like you've never seen him before. Yeah. And then we also get Thor. Oh, well, Asgardians just,
1: of the Galaxy. new
0: Asgard. He leaves it to Valkyrie. Asgardians of the Galaxy.
1: And Asgardians
0: yeah. of the Galaxy, which... You assume that we know that Quill is starting searching for 2014 Gamora, which we did wonder how there was going to be a guardians 3 without gamora yeah. and now of course we know there isn't it's just going to be a slight twist but thor's going with them and what does that mean it means we're going to get more thor and rocket and groot
1: oh.
0: which is and we're going to have more of thor versus star lord as who's the dominant personality and who's the biggest man and i'm now i'm more excited and there's a now great
1: sequence for obviously guardians we 3. love those sequences in infinity war with those on the ship um on the milano but there was a great sequence again at the end of this where it goes, you know, you two should fight, and 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 Mantis goes with knives. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's just like and Drax is just nodding along. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We don't need to fight. We all know who's in in charge, really. You know, Thor saying this and then giving him the side eye. It's just it's a brilliant moment.
0: Um, Guardians three is going to be brilliant, especially oh, knowing that wait. Chris Hemsworth's in it and James oh, Gunn's going to be... Oh, we're probably going to get a Thor
1: 4 with Korg and Meek, and oh, it's going to be amazing. Um, And I can't wait to see what happens with Thor. I'm glad he's the character that can go on. He's, he's always free of those responsibilities. He's free to live his life, like his mother said, be who you want to be, not who you're supposed to be. Then, which was a lovely
0: line when he said yeah. that to Valkyrie. You know, he he, he, yeah. doesn't, have, he doesn't feel like he has he to said be... said your
1: majesty to Valkyrie. He doesn't
0: have to, to be great. the ruler of Asgard, because that was never... That that was never his thing. So we, we let me we fire ju- through
1: a few questions because it's rude not to. If we get people going to the
0: effort, of yeah. Them I a, was just going to go a, through the ones the we got on WhatsApp, WhatsApp first. Oh yeah, hit was those. Okay, well Simon asked us. I think Simon was the
1: first. Initial feelings, right as the credits rolled.
0: Yeah, um, um, complete
1: uh, ecstasy, joy. Uh, I don't know, despair.
0: I I was completely overwhelmed with joy, and I was just so. F- freaking happy at how how the film had gone yeah me too um and if you any, wanted to happen you
1: wanted? Uh, no I'm no happy.
0: honestly Honestly, I, I, um, I, I was very happy. And thoughts on the future direction of the MCU? We will talk
1: about this in in the future.
0: We'll, we'll, we might even do a future of the MCU pod, because we've got plenty of breathing space now before Spider-Man. Yeah. After, we, after Game of Thrones. We, we are focusing more bit. on Game yeah. of Thrones, because doing two a week is a bit too much for us at the minute.
1: Uh, especially two such momentous pods, yes. We are as exhausted as the Russo's for at least five minutes. Yes.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Jason Roberts fired some great questions over on Twitter. Twitter um I'm not annoyed by the relatively quick explanation of given how Bruce and Hulk came to the agreement to become Professor Hulk or whether I felt that Hulk's reluctance to help in infinity war wasn't explained instead leaving us to speculate if I missed something is it if not is it a fair criticism i
0: I'd, um, I'd say it's a fair criticism i I would have liked a little bit more background on. I think Hulk did very, very briefly say that they. Uh, Professor Roughly. Hulk or yeah, Hulk would, Banner. Yeah. I think he did say that they'd had a conversation and realised that they could both offer each other something. But I would have liked a little bit more of it. But I accept I, that I would always done a give more. it. Because yeah. it was already well, over. We three haven't hours. touched
1: upon it. Um, but the the sequence when he's. He's struggling with the um, the machine and bringing Scott back as a baby and an old man. Um, <laughs> and he said, uh, I peed myself. I don't know if it was old me or young me or just, or just regular me. me. <laughs> it was yeah. just such a great sequence. And again, and it when pulled, Tony rocks it up. Paul guy in fine. Yeah. Terry Rock's up smartest guy in the room. Saying, and Hulk
0: shares his tacos with um, uh, with Ant-Man when they get blown away by the ship. <laughs> and he's like,
1: hey, regular man, regular-sized man, or whatever, yeah. it's just genius. Rhodey had some good lines in this. I think he's obviously not the most prominent of characters, but I think he's worked really well. And I don't think we'll season. see
0: too much more of him now. I think he's no, one I of the I ones I think that the steps
1: old back. guard are, are stepping back, and I think that's fine, because we've said they must look their age a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's ready for something new. And I think the whole MCU will be ready for something new. And that's, you know, what we'll talk about.
0: Yeah. We, we, we will definitely about. do a future of the MCU pod. Yeah. Um, um, the Jason's second Kat question is about, old, about at the end
1: was lovely. However, does it contradict what you said earlier in the film uh, about changing events in the past? I think to be honest, um, we've talked about this again it's very hard to get into the semantics i would like to listen to that there, there is going to be an empire pod which i think you should probably listen to which will be a, a like a spoiler pod with the russos and i think they will ask these questions so it will be interesting to see what they say
0: oh in so, terms of how did how did he get back to the original timeline uh because he still he just, had the t- he, had, he still had the gauntlet with the pin particle so he was able to go back and then come back yeah it the... was interesting, he
1: did take Mjolnir with him as well, which was interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously trying to correct everything that had gone before, so um, I thought that was, they didn't miss out on those kind of smaller details. Um, am I right to be annoyed uh, with the Avengers team for spoiling Tony Stark's lovely life?
0: Um, Tempting I... him back into the and then ultimately he ends up dead, no, even a child. No,
1: I think you look how many people died. It The world was in ruin. I mean, you know, you can't exist the way it had gone on all right for him he had his life but he ultimately did still miss peter um and we saw that and he realized you can't be selfish because he 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 signed up for the hero gig as he kind of said yeah. and that's that's what he ultimately had to do so
0: and at you know, the end of the day no they'd already gone away and they were planning on doing this without him so yeah, exactly. he he voluntarily and, and rather- chose
1: and he, but he did stipulate that it would be bring them back to now not five years ago yeah you know, so he you know and that was i think i think that was fair and just and i think you know he obviously said also i'd like to survive if possible but i think you know it, it, the sacrifice is the sacrifice unfortunately and it hurts as much as it does but it it was it, it meant more you know you had to do that in this film it had to it had to be real you know people had to it had to be consequences do you know what I mean it can't just be a battle with Thanos and everyone comes off with a couple of bruised knees do you know what I mean it's not going to happen is it let's be realistic yeah Um, uh, do you agree that Star-Lord owes everybody a massive F off apology yes Yeah, we annoyingly didn't get it from him. To be honest, yes, but he didn't really have time. It wasn't about the Guardians, this film. You know, Guardians, Black Panther, anyone from Wakanda, they weren't, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. They weren't key characters. Rocket was obviously the one that was tasked with being the Guardians. Um, uh, You know, only Guardian, really, really there. Um, So I think as Jason
0: says in his question, I think we'll get some mention of it.
1: Oh, there'll in, be a lot addressed Guardians in, in Guardians. Film. I think Quill has still got a big cycle to complete. Actually, I think there's more to come. I know we had, you know, the Mummy and Daddy issues come to pass in, in Guardians too. But I think he's got he's got more to uh, to learn and more to give. But the Guardians were never the Avengers. I think you've got to remember that they're always think...
0: so much more flawed, aren't they? That well, the Avengers the, are a, a lot a more that, polished.
1: But it's not it, it's not just that. You know, yeah, they are just that. A team of of jokers and, and idiots at times. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it's. What do they say now? We're just idiots standing standing up in yeah. a circle, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, and it is just that. It is just that. It's they're different characters, and this film was always about the Avengers, really, more than it was about anyone else. So, yeah, we'll see what's to come. They can only fit so much into three hours. Like so much we can fit into two hours of bloody podcasting. Um, right is that about
0: it um... I think that's logically all we should do otherwise we could go on for another two hours um, yeah. yeah. huge thank you to anyone that's managed to stick with us for this entire time um, our next episode oh, will be uh, Game of Thrones episode 4 um, if you've got any comments about this anything you agree or disagree with about Endgame please do fire it to us on Twitter um, if you've got yeah. any questions that we've not answered here that you'd like us to again send us to them either DM or in public, um, and we'll reply to them. If you them, can't
1: tell, we're always happy to talk about the MCU yes yeah. film. I mean, it, it is, and I think we've said it all the way through this, but it is an astonishing film. It's it's one of the best films I've ever seen. You want to rank it after you've seen it a second time, I would say?
0: Yes, I will. At some point after I've seen it on Saturday, I'm going to sit down and try and do a, a 22 um, film list. Uh, but, I
1: I've done mine, but it could always change. Um, it's not top because I love the Winter Soldier as a complete film. It's it's certainly all my, it's just my my perfect film. Um, but I've got four Russos in my top five films, which is saying something. Yeah, put it that way, you know.
0: Yeah, but we we might we might do a pod about that again at some point in the future. But for now, we'll leave it on a high, um, and we'll catch you next time.